0: second. Yeah, 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 I'm coming. Hold on. Ron? What are you doing here? There's something I need to tell you. Are we alone? Quick, grab anything you can. We gotta go. Is there a back Welcome to the Wicked Planet Podcast, episode 53. We are coming at you once again from the haunted garage in an undisclosed location somewhere on planet Earth that is known to nobody. Tonight, we talk about all things important. But before we get to that, you know him as Ron from New England, others know him as the Floppy Biscuit. Some as Chuck E. Cheese's creepy mouse, but his friends and family know him best as the flying bingo wings from the north. Ron,
1: what's going on? <laughs> Obviously, there's a lot going on. What is a flying bingo wing? Bingo wings?
0: You know, the, the old people that play bingo? Yeah. And they have those things that hang off their arms. Off the uh, their arms. <laughs> it's like in the tricep area. And there's just like a flap. <clears throat> so I'm a flappy bingo wing. Those are
1: called uh, bingo wings. Yeah, see, I'm not up on the hip lingo. Are you, what are, are you, <laughs> Gen Z? What are you, millennial or Gen Z? I think, I think technically I'm a millennial. All right, so which, see, I'm not up on your lingo.
0: I mean, I don't even know if I am up on the lingo either. I don't really know. I know I'm a millennial, but I don't really know what that entails. Is it like the the tech kind of splurge or start, or like what what defines a millennial? Do we know? Yeah, no, it goes by years. Well, I know it goes by years, but is it like is it because something happened like historically, or is it just like
1: oh, I don't know? Is it new, all numerology shit? I numbers? don't know why they call that because I'm a I'm a baby boomer, so I always right. laugh when I see the little post somebody says okay boomer. I'm like, right. I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, I'm a boomer. Of a, you're kind of an exception because
0: most of the boomers I know, um, you know, uh, friends, family, parents, whatever, and a lot of the people that I meet that are classified as boomers— they're not really. Uh, they don't really know about the stuff that you know about, or are into the stuff that you know about. Half of them, you talk to any um, any one of them about the stuff that like we talk about, or like you know about, or I know about. They're just. It's like what CNN didn't say that. You see smoke come out of their ears. Huh? Obama, what? Our Lord and Savior. Obama uh, no. didn't uh, say so, that was okay to talk about. So I'm a late boomer, but not a late bloomer. I don't know what that means.
1: Get well, pubes uh, when you were like ten or something. No, no, no. So uh, the <laughs> Boomer era, I think sixty four oh. was the last year for the Boomers, and I'm a sixty three, so I'm at the tail end. Okay. Yeah. So for a lot of for a lot of people listening
0: out there, oh the the words okay, Boomer" does apply to a lot of Boomers, but not Ron. Oh, thank you. So you're you're the exception.
1: Well, they say uh, 58 is the new 20. (laughs) Yeah,
0: well, I think, you know what? I think, honestly, they should change the legal uh, age of adulthood. To what? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like everything should be offset. Like, your teens should actually be like your 20s, and your 30s should actually be like your 20s. Does that make sense? Not really. <laughs> so, like, when you hit your 20s, you're, like, in your teenage years. And then when you hit your 30s, that's when you're, like, you're, you're an adult. You're, in your, you're hitting your adult years. It's like, well, first of all, when you're 18, you're... Uh, you, don't know. you don't know anything. You know this from that. You're, I, I, I Just going based off of me, I was stupid as all hell. And like until
1: what last year? Yeah,
0: probably like this morning. (laughs) I'm still riding it out the wave, and but that's what I'm. That's my next point. It's like when I was in my 20s, not
1: much had changed. Hey, you know I don't like to beat up on this kid, but he's 31 years old. I'm not talking about Buckley either, just for. But I have this kid that dwells in my cellar. (laughs) Uh, What? Oh, yeah. My wife's son. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I want to say he's 30 or 31 years old. And he wanted to move home for just like a winter, like two years ago. And he's still there. Three years later. And this dude does fucking nothing. Ooh. Right. Yeah. Are you, sure I you want really to get into compl- this right nah, now? I don't really, but, but here's my point though. <clears throat> I used to tell him like, I says, I says back when he was at like 29 or whatever. I said, 29. You know what I was doing when I was 29? He goes, no, what? I said, building this fucking house you're living in for free. And then I (laughs) dropped it. (laughs) I dropped it and I walked away. You know, it's like I was... I just don't get this generation. And I'm not beating up on a generation. I'm just saying some of them... I mean, I know what he's doing. He's down there and he's... Gaming. He's gaming. Gaming's fun though. And he, Well, yeah, but... And I understand you can make some money doing it. But I haven't seen any of that money in the form of rent. (laughs) So, or, or help. Does he like, have like a Twitch channel or whatever?
0: That's what, or like uh, YouTube or does he film himself? Gaming? Yeah, I don't know.
1: I, I actually have a niece that's a gamer on Twitch and I think she does it for a living. Well, look, but, but I, I, I don't know, but he's gaming a lot because you can hear him yelling at the screen down here. Ah. But I also know I had to go into his room one day to re-trip a breaker mm-hmm. and he has uh crypto mining equipment down there. Are you serious? I'm 100% serious. That shit's expensive. Yeah. That's from, from what that, I've heard. Well, it's not, he's not Bitcoin mining, but I mean, there's other mining you can do apparently. Oh, okay. Like Anyways, farming. and that's what he's doing because the last time I asked him if he was going to, you know, have any money and I, and, and don't get me wrong. Like I do not get on this kid's case. You know, I yeah. understand maybe he's got issues, whatever. It is what it is. I know it upsets his mom when I get on his shit but I try very hard because he's not my priority. Little G is my priority, right? Yeah. So so uh so I just let it go, but I had texted him one day uh to see, you know, you know, just very nicely say, "Hey, you sitting on any bucks?" And and in our family means, "You got any fucking money?" And uh <laughs> cough and he, it up. <laughs> and and he's like uh, "Yeah, I know. Well, I was thinking I might be able to pay you in crypto." And I'm like, "I'm down for that." But I haven't seen Here's any... Here's one-tenth of a Bitcoin. Go fuck oh that, yourself. Dude, that wouldn't even be one-tenth of a Bitcoin. Yeah. So I don't even... You know, they talk about buying Bitcoin fractionally, right? Because that's the only way people like I can afford it. But yeah. but it's like, that would be sub-fractional. sub, sub fractional. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, The thing with
0: gaming, like, to actually do okay with it, I feel like... It might not be that hard. I feel like you just have to... You kind of have to have a personality. You have to be somewhat decent at gaming. And then you got to film it and you just got to upload it. And then if people are gravitate towards your personality or your style, then you you'll probably do all right as long as you're consistent with it. I don't really know. I've never wanted to do the gaming thing where you like broadcast it to people, but I do love gaming. Like I fucking I've always played video games. I'm not crazy. I don't play like 8 hours, 16 hours like some of these people, whatever. Maybe maybe during the winter four to five times a week, I'll play for like an hour or two at night when everyone's asleep and I have some alone time, that yeah. kind of stuff. But I have been playing this game, Elden Ring, that just came out. And it is one of the hardest slash craziest games I have ever played. What is it called? Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Yeah, just came out at the end of last month. And what platform do you use? PS4. Oh, PS4. Okay. And uh, it's like this game that follows the Dark Souls games, which I've never played in my life, so I didn't know like what this game style was going to be like. Woof. If there's anyone out there who plays this game, you can feel my pain right now. But uh, yeah, as far as millennials, too, or like my kind of generation... There was kind of this shift, I feel like, from like, uh, you know, the old school way of technology, right? Landlines. uh, Which is basically
1: no technology.
0: (laughs) Right. Flip phones, which when cell phones did come out, like really dumpy computers. And then like you hit my era where we are very young in that stage of life. And then later on, high school and when we start to go to college or whatever, hit 18. You see all the the boost. There's like a big boost and, you know, smartphones, better computers, better Internet, all this. And like so when people are like trying to be a gamer, it's like you see this this sudden burst of like the whole online presence and popularity and uh, profession that's coming around. And it's it's very I feel like it's very enticing. Do you know what I mean? Like to be able to sit at home almost like just like podcasting. Like to be able to sit at home and like broadcast yourself gaming or like making content like YouTubers and then just being able to put it out through YouTube on your own dime, on your own schedule. Um, I feel like it's very enticing and that's why a lot of people get sucked into it. But if you're not going to take it seriously or, you know, constantly grind away at doing it, you're not really going to get much out of it. So
1: in some ways it can be a trap. I feel like. Yeah, you know, you see a lot of content creators, and I think content creators now are the new, those are your new stars, so to speak. I think people are gravitating away from movies and shows. I mean, I'm not. I've got certain shows I love to watch and movies, and Mm -hmm. I do not watch movies to the degree I used to because I find myself cruising YouTube for, like, conspiracy videos. (laughs) Like, uh, oh, like the... uh, which are hard to find sometimes now. Yeah, they are. But you can find them on Rumble, though. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just cumbersome to me. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But uh, it's just, you know, we're so used to YouTube because that was the first platform that came out. But uh, but here's a movie I I, uh, I want people to go out and watch. And, uh, and it's been scrubbed from YouTube, but it's on Rumble, I believe. And that's the big movie that's caused all the controversy in the last week called Ukraine on Fire. Mm that I believe, not 100% tr- uh, sure on this, that Oliver Stone had something to do with No, I think you're Was correct. it Oliver Stone? Yeah. I think you're correct. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, uh, I started watching that the other day. Kind of gives you a little bit of the history of what's going on over there. And that's something that we're going to talk about uh, a little bit, uh, you know, once we get into the show here, uh, of what these major psyops that were, that I'm considering psyops that were kind of, seeing coming out of Ukraine. I mean, we just really don't even know for sure what's going on. But we're going we're going to chat about it a little bit. Yeah. So what's new with you, Ron? Anything? Good uh, week. I haven't seen you in a week. Uh yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Kind of blah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm just I'm I'm at the point uh we changed the clocks this last weekend, which I'm sure everybody has been in the news. It's been big news. The United States Senate just passed uh to get rid of the uh to keep daylight saving time uh permanent, like leaving right. it leaving it on the didn't time I, that it is right now, which I would be perfectly. Didn't fine we with just it. talk about this? We did a little bit a couple weeks ago, yeah. So yeah. I mean so,
0: I don't know why they I mean whatever reason, like the, the, the time of the day is the time of the day. The sun is like doesn't give a shit about your clock right or what you put the clock at. That's just what it is for that time of the year
1: and what the sun's doing. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, what? I yeah, never you know, understood it. I never understood it. Well, you know how it takes a couple of weeks to adjust every time you do it. Yeah, and then it seems you, like, like lose like, an hour or gain an hour. Like, like when you're getting into the groove, and then like, like, and you change the clocks again. Uh, it, the reason for it was old. Like the reasons for it are no longer like like viable. Now. I know there
0: was like the farming thing or yeah, whatever, it was something
1: like that. I, I mean, mean is that even
0: true though? Like
1: everybody, it did have knows? something to do with that. Uh, but I, but I think uh, you know anybody really wants to know the real reason, just fucking go on Google and figure it out. But anyways, I would be fine with it staying the, the summertime, like the time we're on oh, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. would be fine. And 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 again hundreds of countries around the world do not even do it so but anyway, so so anyways but that was just something so you know I'm, I'm trying to adjust to that because for me to lose an hour of sleep because i don't go to bed till like super late right and like like last what night, time uh typically in the winter 11 11 30 sometimes midnight Ooh. And now, like last night, I was watching the news. I was doing a bunch of reading. And, and like you say, at night, when everybody goes to bed, that's your quiet time. Like, I don't get quiet time. I'm around people all day, every day. Right. Uh, I got to, you know, get little G on her routine in the morning. Got to take care of the animals. And then I am come down to work. And then it's you know, work, work, work until 5, 6 o'clock at night. And then I go home, you know, try to whip up some dinner or if my wife cooks or whatever. Because we take, uh, we, we share the the cooking in the house, which is fine because I really enjoy cooking. But then after, after you do that and then, uh, you know, the routine with the dogs, you let them out after, and I don't let my dogs roam. So I go then out. It's with, nine o'clock. I let, yeah. And you look back at the clock and it's like nine o'clock and you're like, well, shit, everybody's gone to bed. I'm not even remotely tired. Right. So, so you sit down or maybe, uh, find something to watch. And, uh, and before you know it, it's midnight or one o'clock, and you haven't even gone to bed, and I'm up at six. Right, I'm lucky to if I go to bed by 12, twelve, twelve thirty. Honestly. Yeah, so it's about the. Well, sometimes we we're texting each other, and it's freaking eleven. Yeah, I think you texted
0: me the other night, and it was like midnight. But I'm just like awake. I'm like, but I'm it not was tired. on the
1: weekend, so I thought it was. I wouldn't do oh. that. I wouldn't do that to you during the week. Oh, it was probably the weekend. It or, was Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday night.
0: Well, yeah. weekends, I'm all, like. Well, that's the thing. On the weekend, I was up later than usual because sometimes that just happens. Um, And then all of a sudden, it was like 3 o'clock, and I was like, wait, what? When did this happen? I know. It's
1: weird. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) It takes so long to adjust to a new time. I thought it was just like 1 or
0: something, and then it's just like, oh, 3 o'clock.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I've just been kind of blah. I've been blah all week. Uh, I was looking forward to doing some grilling this last weekend, and it rained one day, and then it snowed the next day. Mm. Like, we had two snowstorms since the last show. (laughs) Ron, we got to get you on some sort of exercise routine. Well, I want to do that. We got to get the gym Whatever
0: it is. Even if it's just, like, walking or whatever. Just something.
1: You would be surprised how much walking I do here during the day. Especially when we start getting into better weather when I'm out back all the time. Going out back, walking out back and stuff here. Or or even, like, hitting
0: the weights. Yeah. Because that shit all, like can boost your energy yeah yeah you know i need I mean? to do
1: something like that it can like it can like mood mood lift too well right now we get days like today was absolutely beautiful out oh, i yeah. want to say it got mid 50s maybe almost 60 it was uh 57 at like four or five o'clock yeah and it was sunny <laughs> and it was nice yeah yeah so these are the spring fever days yeah
0: i ran three miles
1: today oh you did yeah oh cool so, <laughs> so but what i'm saying though is you got out in the weather right so i was out in the weather. And uh, and that getting that sunlight, and that vitamin D, that really helps me. I have a really bad problem with winter and dark and being cold and I just it's just blah. So tomorrow, like, tomorrow's supposed to be really nice too. Do you have like the seasonal depression? Thing? I'm I'm sure to some degree, yeah. Because I just fucking hate it so much. Yeah. I I just I have not enjoyed winter for many years. Yeah. And and we didn't go anywhere this winter. Oh, you didn't do a vacation? No. Mm. No, we decided we were going to hold off because we want to do something big in the spring.
0: Yeah. So I get more sedentary during the winter for sure. And but also there's that whole like vitamin D deficiency thing that I think people that, uh, you know, have winters, I feel like they get unless you're taking a supplement. Or you're like, and you're not going outside a lot and like skiing or whatever. But like, you're not getting that direct sunlight if you're hunkered down for the winter. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
1: that's, uh, uh, I was on one of the Telegram uh, pages that I belong to last night. And we had a thread going. There was a guy there that was, uh, knows a lot about this stuff. And he was saying, listen, the two things you really need is you need to make sure you take your vitamin C and your vitamin D. He said, if you take those two things. He said, you're going to feel a lot better. So I, I I don't even have any vitamin D. I'm going to order some mm. or go to the uh, health food store down there on Fisherville mm-hmm. and and try to get some uh, and then just start getting on that regimen. But, uh, but once the sun comes out, I, I think I've said this before in previous shows, I like to sit outside at my house. I don't oh, yeah. like to be inside. No. I, I'll sit out on my deck until midnight every night in the summer. I'll do it right up to when it's just too freaking cold. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. 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 And then I clean off my deck and there's no place to sit anymore, but I'm getting ready to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to that. I have a nice umbrella that has led lights on it. So you click that on, it just lights up the whole thing. Plus I have led lights on my deck anyway. Yeah, we do too. Yeah. So, so it would be really, uh, really cool. Oh, I want to congratulate Buckley on his home purchase this week. Oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's been living there forever, but I mean yeah, we, now, now it's his and his 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 lady friends. Yeah, we uh,
0: we just bought it from the landlord. You know, he gave us a wicked smoking deal, smoking deal, as Ron likes to say, or just said, um, way under what it was appraised for. I'm not going to say the price, but. Way under. And you did very well. Yeah. And yeah. I think this incident is a, and in a very nice area, too. Oh, yeah. Which is, I mean, hey, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, But I think the landlord, he was just kind of old and he done lives in it. Costa Rica. And yeah. he just, like, kind of wanted to be done with it. You know what I mean? so You know,
1: for what you and your lady paid for that place, he could probably afford a lot of really, like, decent quality hookers in Costa Rica.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> he, he was also we were also paying him rent for years. Oh, yeah. So he made all that so money. He made all that money, too, yeah. which I, I feel like is one of the reasons why
1: he just. And did not you say that? And, and I mean, you don't have to answer this, but didn't you say now that your mortgage is actually less than your rent? Yes.
0: Yeah. So we I mean, that's are, a no brainer. We are going to be paying less than we were paying rent for. Uh, even with like
1: utilities and stuff included, yeah. we're going to be paying less than what we we're paying for rent. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I was very happy for you. And uh, in the inside of your place, I've never been inside, but the pictures, it looks really nice. Yeah, no, it definitely needs some
0: work. Like, it needs, like, a roof. It needs some paint stuff. Um, even some, like, the bathroom could use a little remodeling. But uh, the inside's pretty, pretty, actually, it's not bad because uh, my my lady's uh, dad is a painter, like, professional painter. That's what he used to do by trade. He's retired now, but he painted the whole inside um, and he's like
1: probably one of the better painters in the area. Yeah, I know. Um, it looks good. I like your floors too. You have nice flooring. Yeah. I'm a big flooring guy. I like nice floors. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I do. I like the really That's nice floors. That's what gets
0: Ron, everyone, on the floors.
1: I so like floors. You, ladies yeah. out there, if you have a nice floor
0: send ron pics of the floor Hard, not nudes hardwood floors my favorite <laughs> don't send pictures of nudes your floors ladies all the really naughty ladies will know
1: what i meant on that reference oh my god but anyways yeah so no everything is good uh that's what's new with me that's what's new with buckley so that's yeah. cool so it's the new beginnings let's let's fuck yeah.
0: let's talk about this uh this zelensky address yeah let's talk Congress. about
1: let's talk about what happened did today did you see it I did watch it, but as we talked earlier pre-show, right? It freaking irritates me.
0: Oh, it irritates to me.
1: listen to somebody talk in their native tongue, and have a translator talking at the same time. So, if you didn't catch it, we're talking about Zelensky's
0: address the, to Congress, the, the, the president of the Ukraine's address to Congress. Yeah. And yeah. as Ron was saying, they had him talking his native tongue, and they had a voiceover translator. And, yeah, it was annoying, but, like, did you notice how, like, the translator was, like, a woman?
1: Or a high-pitched voice guy? It was, like, someone with a super high-pitched voice. Yeah, no, I just, I just, I don't know. There might have been different translators for, well, no, because only would have been one for that. Uh, Because he did address Canadian Parliament as well. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, and I'm not sure if that was today or if that was yesterday, and that was super annoying. So, what I opted to do was, I did, I did watch it portions of it mm-hmm. uh but i downloaded the transcript because it's way easier for me to read it than it is to listen to right it. so i didn't catch. i think i missed like the first
0: five ten minutes but then caught the the rest of it it was only like a half hour hmm. so i so i saw like 20 minutes of it or whatever um but i yeah the whole thing made me like cringe i just felt very uncomfortable watching it and hearing what he was having to say um,
1: as long as well as the video that he played in it. All right, let's talk about the video. Oh, so God. we know that Zelensky comes from uh, entertainment business, right? Yeah, he so, has a background in entertainment. Yeah, so we and, and production because he actually <laughs> owned a production company, from what I understand. Yes, <laughs> uh, and then uh, he does this video to present to Congress and the world. Because I'm sure it wasn't just the U.S. Congress or U.S. citizens watching um, there, this. There's probably so many people he, watching and he, this. And he has this very well-made Very well-edited. Very, very well-produced. Well which was the old
0: tearing at the hot strings. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it's just... When he said, I almost laughed. Because he was doing his speech and talking. And he's like, and now we have a video to play for you. And I almost laughed. Well, it just, it almost, just knowing his background, yeah. like entertainment was an actor, wrote a, wrote a script for a show, like worked, worked started a, co- a production company, comedian, a comedian, started a production company, worked at the production company for film, whatever, TV, movies. And then he's like, and now we have a video. And it's like this sad
1: music and all this, almost w- like it was at the Academy Awards. Yeah,
0: like editing and like uh, it was almost like one of those remembrance videos that they yeah. show. Like these are the yeah. people who mem- died this year in memorandum, right? <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, it's like, are you
1: kidding me? I don't know. Like, <sighs> well, listen, we're not making light of what's going on over no, there at I'm all. Not. But but I feel as though that there's some definite psyops in play here, like for sure, it, it, because we're hearing yeah. things. Uh, and pandering. Oh, big time. And, and then, uh, well, he's okay, so just summarize the speech, right? He's begging us for AS support of some form. like, like, And he's begging Joe Biden to do his job as the leader of the free world, which Joe Biden probably doesn't even know who Zelensky is, right? I, I mean, Joe Biden's freaking, he's lost. I mean, we have <laughs> never looked this week ever in my 58 years that I can remember... Uh, Look, this week in in the world, and this is why everybody's taking advantage of us as far as I'm concerned, uh, which is probably part of the PSYOP. And maybe, you know, some conspiracy theorists say this is all part of uh, the plan to bring down, to bring down, uh, you know, the American empire. You know, this is all part of that. Uh, and, th- and then we hear the uh, conspiracy theories that we've talked about before, about Putin taking down a new world order, taking down the bio labs. I'm sure everybody listening to this show is familiar with what I'm talking about. But I mean, so so, so which is it, right? He's begging for air support. Uh, I kind of understand why he wants air support. You mean like uh, like military aircraft? Okay, so he wants... Is that a, what you mean? Okay, so uh, let me explain. because. For maybe people that don't understand so he wants uh he wants it to be declared a no-fly zone okay right
0: that's very problematic
1: yeah, I feel like yeah well well okay, so here's the problem right so so they don't I mean they have an air force from what I understand. And uh, of course, you know we hear about the ghost of Kiev, that kind of that kind of went dark over the last couple of weeks. Like, the ghost of Kiev must have went back to being a ghost because nobody's heard of him or seen as well her. as COVID. Yeah,
0: that went back right. to being a ghost. All right,
1: we're not going to get into COVID <laughs> just yet, but we will. Okay, so they so they want a no fly zone, but they want air support. So what they want to do is they want uh, NATO countries or whatever. To enforce a no-fly zone, meaning do not allow any Russian jets in. Which means
0: if these militarized countries are supporting Ukraine, like America, well... Or any, are they,
1: or any NATO country.
0: Or any NATO country. Well, what are they going to have to do if Russia goes in there? Or any Russian aircraft? They're going to have to shoot them down. And that's just asking, just asking for shit, to cause shit, to start war, to really... To take the jar of ants and just shake it up and smash it on the ground.
1: And that's where the word problematic comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh we do know that the Ukrainian pilots are not trained to fly, say, F-16s. Which which are F-16s by today's standards are like your old uh SS SS impalas or your Chevelles, right? Now we have C-8 You know more than I do. Now we have C-8 Corvettes, right? Okay. Right. So you got the Raptor and, and all these other... Car man over here. I, I forget how many zillions of dollars per aircraft, uh, which they can do some pretty crazy things, and everybody knows we got some pretty sick helicopters, uh, even though uh, the Taliban has some of those now, too. Oh, yeah, and, like, guns and uh, oh, yeah. tanks uh, and stuff. But anyway, so the Ukrainian pilots can't fly American gear. So in Poland... Poland, they they fly uh, MiGs. This is what the Ukrainians were were trained on was MiGs. And I don't know if it's MiG-22s or or what they are. I'm not really familiar with the MiG fighter other than knowing that that's what all the Warsaw Pact uh, pilots flew, you know, anything in the USSR. Uh, And I want to say France used to fly MiGs as well. Might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Anyway, so what, what we were doing was that Poland, Poland is actually a part of NATO, right? And Poland is on the border of Ukraine, and Poland has MIGs. So what we told Poland, you know, and this is what this is what they uh proposed to the NATO, but it got turned down. But this is what their proposal was. Poland said, We will give Ukraine our MIGs, but you need to replace them with F sixteens. Every time you say MiG, I just
0: for some reason it sounds like a racist term. MiG? <laughs> MiG. I don't know why.
1: Well, that's the designation of the aircraft. <laughs> I know, just... They're MiGs.
0: Like we all these MiGs over here.
1: Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that's the deal. <laughs> we'll give them our MiGs, you give us F-16s. Uh, because I guess some of the Polish pilots can fly American gear. Okay. Anyway, so so they turned them down. And here's anything, like, I studied a lot of military history, right? From Napoleon all the way up through, right? Like the Silk Road? Not that far. Oh. But in future episodes, we are going to be talking about the Silk Road because it has something to do with the Kazarian Empire. Uh, anyways, uh, get back on subject here. So, so, uh, but they were turned down. Now, in any type of military conflict, you want to control the sky, you want to control. You want to have air superiority, which United States and every war we've ever been in have always had air superiority. Mm-hmm. The only time, the only time that was uh, maybe not the case was early on in World War II in the European theater, and the beginning of the of our war with Japan, because them Jap- Japanese pilots and the equipment that they had pretty top notch over there. You, you had the Zero, which was made by Mitsubishi, the same company that makes the Mitsubishi cars. And uh, hmm. uh, the problem with the Japanese planes is they weren't really like armored at all. They were actually, they were, jet, they were not jets, but I mean, they were prop fighters, but they were actually still canvas. They were still just, they were airframes covered in canvas. And that's why they were so fast. The you Japanese lost? Zero was very, very fast plane. You lost me for a second. On
0: what? I thought, I don't know. Just continue. How did I lose you? We, I don't know. We went. I feel like you went on a tangent for a second.
1: No, no, no. We're talking about air superiority.
0: Okay. And yes. how
1: I said America's usually has total dominance in the air. Yes. Okay. Except for, and I was giving several examples. Okay. Sorry. Now, when we were fighting Germany in the very beginning, when the German Luftwaffe had their Messerschmitts and their Junkers and their Fokker and them German pilots. <laughs> Falkenwolf uh, was a wow. was yeah was a hot 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 manufacturer for planes, uh, but the Messerschmitt every, everybody knows uh, uh, that was that was uh, that was really uh, really something else that machine. there. Yeah. but it, but anyways, those are the only kind of times that I could think of in history where we didn't have air superiority. Yeah, uh, we slowly gained air superiority in both of those wars, obviously. But anyway, so, so I just
0: had something to say about Zelensky's thing, real quick. Go ahead. Were you done, or did you have more? Say? No, 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 I was going to go a little bit more, but go ahead. All right, just before you keep going, um, <clears throat> the thing I that really like, well, obviously the video which we talked about was, I guess, in the millennial Gen X Z whatever terms is hashtag cringe. It just was making me feel like ah, but we already talked about that. Um, along with just like Zelensky's. Pan, like complete pandering to almost this side of like the the american um i guess the the american mindset that you see a lot uh, come out through american politics like the whole notion of freedom and democracy um i just felt he was really grasping at that kind of terminology along with all the other stuff ron was talking about asking for air support and sanctions on Russia and blah, 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 blah. But like, ah, and it kind of brings me to this idea. And Ron, maybe you're familiar with this. um, That whole like idea of false patriotism. Have you heard of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and I don't know. This is just always what I've kind of thought of like, you know, uh, playing to this whole ideology of American, specifically to American, uh, playing to this whole ideology of American uh, false patriotism, which is kind of like the... The patriotism aspect, but then using it almost like in a PSYOP way um, to control people, to believe things are being patriotic.
1: And they have a term
0: for that. And then to get people to act in a certain way. I just felt like he was very much pandering to that kind of side of things, um, as well as, you know, the video, which is, I mean, just look at all the propaganda all the fake videos and everything else we've talked about before that's out there, Okay, but can, maybe you could kind of, uh, brief us on your idea or thought process around this false patriotism uh, side of things that I saw he was pandering to.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, so I agree. I believe he was pandering to and, and then I had a couple of things that kind of came to mind, uh, again, not downplaying what's going on over there. If really what we're being told if. is going on. <laughs> yeah. If, Uh, what's going on over there is what we're being told, which of course that we have no reason to believe anything coming out of the mainstream media, but I will admit I have found myself kind of paying attention to Fox news. I know Fox news is no better than CNN, but, uh, but anyways, cause they lean more conservative and, and I know that that's probably a psyop and CIA controlled and all this other bullshit. But uh, I do watch it to kind of see their point of view. Right. So, uh, like I said, okay. Why is he addressing Congress and not Senate? Right, the Senate has more power than Congress does. But then I'm thinking, okay, so there's more congressmen and women than there is senators, right? So they're 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 pleading to Congress, and then you got Nancy Pelosi up there, you know, rubbing her hands like she did during the State of the Union address, oh my God. and just she is just so fucked up. And then and then she starts making up, you know, talking slogans in Ukraine and then looking around, looking for everybody's approval. It's like, okay, she's lost. Campbell Toe Harris is lost. <laughs> Sleepy Joe Biden is lost. He's now, he's asleep. Who the fuck is running this country? Because those are our three choices right now. But but anyways, okay, so so if you if you can appeal to more congressmen, right, or to Congress or Congresswomen, then their constituents are going to be saying, you know, because they have more constituents, right? so so to speak. And they're going to say there's going to be this, all these push for American citizens now are going to be sending emails, writing letters, making phone calls to their local congressman. Uh, there was actually a news report from uh, from New Hampshire. Uh, I was actually looking for it. New Hampshire congressional delegation says U.S. should heed Zelensky's call for help. So so Zelensky knew what he was doing. He did this video Like we said before, very well-made video. And did you notice how it was set up like a movie theater? Yeah. Well, that's the the auditorium. Well, that's the auditorium.
0: Yeah, but it's just like... I don't know all this stuff with like film and propaganda and production.
1: So Ah. so to to your comment, Ah. when I was watching that, I'm like, oh man, I wonder where's the ushers and who's bringing the popcorn because that's what it looked like. It looked like an old old. Where's the soda pop and the hot dog? You know what it looked like like a a bigger version of the Capitol Center, (laughs) Our, our 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 place that we go to watch a show or whatever. And uh, everyone's, like, clapping at the end. and oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. To uh, a standing applause from the U.S. Congress. Uh, anyway, so, so, and then it all comes down to winning the hearts and minds of the American public. And this is why all these videos are coming out. Like, we don't know if these videos are true or not. A lot of them have been, like, highly debunked, debunked and yeah, scrutinized, debunked. Yeah, yeah. which we've I, talked about. Yeah, Which we you, don't
0: really need to talk about anymore, but you
1: can scroll your Twitter or your Instagram or your TikTok and see all kinds of videos that it does the comparison, it shows you the original version from like 2014 or 2012 or, or 2016 or a movie or the yeah. whatever. Or you, you can even see some of the more main
0: the non-mainstream news uh medias covering it as well outside of the big three letter names or four or whatever. Or from
1: video games. <laughs> oh,
0: yes, that too.
1: Right? Now, right. These, this has all been debunked. But, but, but let's get away from the conspiracy theory part of it. And let's just talk about uh, the actualities of it. Right. So, what I don't understand is why... What are we going on? Three weeks now? This war? We're going on three weeks. Something like that. And the Russian rumored to be second largest, strongest army in the world next to ours... Can't take a country like Ukraine. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you go after the go after the capital first? Cut the head off the snake, so to speak. Yeah, that's why it's like I don't
0: out of whatever. Like we've looked into so much different avenues of this whole thing. You have. I have watched, read, seen whatever. um, And I still don't know what's going on. But like what they're telling us does not add up. And it's almost like the same feeling that I got from COVID. I just knew something was off and the whole thing. And what there's a narrative? There's a narrative. There's a narrative. And what's actually happening, if anything's even happening, is going on. That is actually the truth. But like, that's the whole thing. All the stuff, different stuff that Ron and I talk about. And even when we dive into the history of it as well, we still really don't know. Like, I I don't feel and maybe maybe you do, Ron, but I don't know. Maybe you don't. I I, I still feel like I don't even have the slightest idea. I mean, I can try to add up things that we've talked about historically and then through other stuff with like the, the, the histories of these controlled secret societies and cults and try to pinpoint what I think might be going on. But in reality,
1: no idea. Yeah, because we're getting told so many different agendas, right? So initially the agenda was Putin was using it as an excuse because the Ukrainian government was committing genocide against the people of the Donbass region, okay? That narrative is blown out of the fucking water. Then we had the narrative he didn't want NATO countries on his border. That's blown out of the water because he already has NATO countries on his border. And then it's like, uh, well, we're just going to go over here. Well, no, because you surrounded the whole freaking country, right? Well, he couldn't surround it and... uh, what is he got? You got Poland, and I want to say, isn't Romania maybe on their border? Uh, Moldova is on their border. I, I mean, you're not in these states, obviously, because they're NATO countries, but I mean, you're in Belarus. The Belarus border is very close to Kiev. It's very close to Kiev. How come you cannot get into Kiev? Surround that city and take that city out. I don't. I don't understand what the problem is. So, so here, what it is is. All I can tell right now is that there is no clear definition of what their whole process or what their agenda is to go into Ukraine. You know, like what's what, what outcome are they trying to get? Well, we don't know the outcome because we don't know the reason why they went in there. I mean, we've been t- we've been told why they went in there, right? And all those theories are blown out of the water, as I said. But they have no clear objective. There actually, there's reports coming out that the, that the Ukrainian soldiers are capturing Russian soldiers, and these Russians Russian soldiers are telling them, "We do not know why we're here." I think speculation wise. Like the
0: only really way we can maybe sort of understand what's going on here is to kind of look at the bigger picture of what we know, the direction that we that uh, globalists want to happen and then try to somehow see how this fits into that. Do you know what I mean?
1: Oh, no, I agree. hundred percent. So like, like
0: beyond Russian Ukraine conflict, like, well, wh- how is that? after that happens and what might come out of that and how is that going to fit into that agenda
1: well what's interesting with this is that we're used to proxy wars right this is not a proxy war this is one sovereign nation invading another sovereign nation right if they're actually doing that okay so there's a theory (laughs) well there's a theory that somehow or some way that Zelensky and putin are actually working together on this yeah that's a theory theory one Theory two, Putin is trying to take out the deep state. Theory three. Okay, so let's, before we get on three, Putin's trying to take out the deep state because we know that Ukraine is, I think, one of the top countries for human trafficking, right? We also know it's one of the top countries for money laundering. We've said this before. And we also know that there's rampant corruption in Ukraine between these companies and and possibly the government tied into the Biden family. Right. It's like a banking and
0: energy and company. Yeah. Right. So if you see, and I I don't know if he has um, allocated any money, Biden, to Ukraine. Oh, he did. Relief. Okay. So that's like, I feel like that's a red flag to throw up. Um, and kind of pinpoint that to laundering or some sort of collusion in that manner. Because like, look at like uh, the whole COVID relief bill. It's kind of similar when he was just like giving millions I don't, of dollars to Israel. That was just snuck in the COVID relief bill.
1: Or money to Pakistan for gender studies.
0: Right. I mean, come on. What the fuck? So it's like when you see those kind of transactions happening, um, I feel like it's a good indication of a red flag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, hey. you. Oh, sorry.
1: Oh, well, you know the theory that a lot of these foundations and these donations and in, in, oh, yeah, in yeah, foreign yeah. aid to other countries is money laundering. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, we've
0: talked about like the the Bill uh, Bill and Melinda uh, Foundation, the uh, and uh, uh,
1: uh, Clinton, Clinton Foundation, Clinton Foundation and, yeah. and then
0: there's one other one. That it's like one of the big three ones.
1: Well, you're talking about the Gates Foundation.
0: So, yes, and then Bill and, and Melinda Bill, Gates, and then the Clintons.
1: The Clintons. And then
0: there's one more that's like not a name of a person, I forget. But I mean, you see, I mean, you see, you see that same kind of um, stuff happening, like even just with like the Roth, not the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, and when they start breaking into like the grants and giving grants to the medical fields and stuff like that, it's like kind of the same thing. It's like, oh, we're gonna give you this money and then gain control. While Biden's giving money to Ukraine. Well why?
1: Didn't he just authorize a 13 billion dollar aid package to Ukraine? And he then, did something I don't know the number. Yeah, no, he did. And then and then I think it was like 13.6 just under 14 million uh million. Uh or well, no, billion. No, it's billion. <laughs> I'm not sure. No, it was almost 14 billion dollars to a lot Ukraine. Of friggin' money. And now he just added another 800 million for military supplies and now we're going to arm them with small arms so we're going to send them m4s we're going to send them saws we're going to send them some m50s and some m60s or whatever right well they already have the good shit the ak man the, yeah. a- the ak-47 i mean that's a Great. That's a great piece of machinery, right? There. I just like
0: it, it's like this whole thing is all like globalist, elitist, banking, geopolitical bullshit that like no ordinary human being wants, and so like just like try not to feed into it if you can. Well, well if you can, well think about this thing. If it's even real,
1: what if? And again, these are just theories. What if? We already know that we deposed Poroshenko because he wasn't our guy. We installed Zelensky. Like 2019,
0: 2018. Uh, I think that's when he became president.
1: Was was it? Or was it like 60? Anyways. Whatever. Yeah, not long ago. Not long ago. Well, we can't have these bio labs in the United States to this degree because we have to answer to too many people. So how about... We put a few over there. Yeah, no problem. Okay, cool. Uh, Look, we kind of need some banking to go our way. Uh, A place for us uh, us big crooked politicians. I'd like to know if Pelosi has any money stashed over there. Because we already know that Pelosi's got a kid. (laughs) John Kerry's got a kid. Mitt Romney, the fucking rhino. He's got a kid over there. And then, of course, we all know Hunter. Little Hunter. Crackhead Hunter. They're all involved with Ukraine, right? They're all involved with Ukraine. You know that somebody's making money there, that money's getting funneled back to the parents. I don't care what anybody says. Even like when John Kerry talked to Putin, he said, hey, why are you doing this? Let's not forget about our uh, global agenda for uh, climate change. You know right. what I mean? So so they said, okay, so we need some friendly banks over there that nobody, you know, well, you don't have any bank regulators uh, so we can do our money laundering. Oh, you know, uh Ukraine would be a really good location for uh, human trafficking because you're on the Black Sea, you're close to Russia, you're close to, you know, S- central Europe. Possible, uh, you're close uh entrances to, to Middle the Middle East, well to underground tunnels of all sorts. Underground been. tunnels, dumps, yeah. Yeah, so so who's to say that Ukraine wasn't just our our playground and now that the Biden administration is in Ukraine could possibly be just a global elitist cabal playground where they have nobody to answer to. It's a sovereign country. Nobody's allowed to investigate anything there and they can just do whatever they want without having to answer to anybody. Right. Like- and then, and then like we had theorized last week, you know, if Putin was part of the cabal or whatever, uh maybe he switched sides maybe he's like i don't like what's going on over there or maybe they were threatening putin and putin's like okay don't threaten me because i'll show you what i can do right but but there's no clearly defined mission here right
0: and that's the thing like i'm just not buying what they're saying no um and i don't i think a lot of well a lot of people are a lot of people are just like I only care about the current thing going on right now, and I stand with that. I support the current thing. (laughs) I support the current thing. Um, But so, like, I guess the question is, why are they feeding this to the public? For what reason? Hearts and minds. What? It's hearts
1: and minds. Just to to
0: control the... Win the the, the PR game. Just to, like, control consciousness of the like the mass psychosis shit. Yep. Basically, that's about it. I mean, that's a good answer.
1: What have we seen in the last week? The the new fucking agenda in the last week. I don't mind paying a little bit more for gasoline if it's right, going right, to make sure right, that right. Ukraine is free and stopping the evil dictator of Vladimir Putin. False patriotism. Right there. And that's exactly what I was talking yeah. about. Like that's a perfect example,
0: like Oh, you pay pay the five, four or five dollars, seven dollars, eight dollars in California, New York to support democracy and freedom. Yeah. Like that's that false patriot. That, that whole thing I was talking about. That's a yeah. perfect example.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what's going on right now. <laughs> but then you got people like us in our podcast circle. We're all like you should see our telegram chats. You gotta get in on that. Yeah. And, uh,
0: and I like that, to say uh, I I like to stay on the wayside Ron.
1: Okay, so I get involved in these Telegram chats and threads with some really really smart people and people that have like podcasts that are like way above Wicked Planet, right? Right. I mean, I'm not running us down. I'm just saying the fact is a fact. Yeah. And uh and, uh, and there's this one group of podcasters that they kind of brought me in. Uh, about six months ago and uh just kind of getting in the door a little bit with them and uh and these are all really big podcasters anyway so we have this thread going on telegram and is actually a guy uh I won't say his name uh not yet uh but he's actually uh in our thread in our telegram chat and he's got his own podcast uh and he's going to be he's on his way to ukraine right now Oh, nice. He's going to Ukraine to find out what is really going on over there. Wow. And then I saw more videos from the guy we plugged last week, Les Luther. Oh, yep. 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 Excuse me. The guy on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's over there and he's, he, he's kind of laying low last few days, but uh, he was the one that was showing all the, the, the filming and the, the sets, the movie sets that they're doing over there, which really questions the narrative. And, but somebody else in our thread who I respect said, uh, don't really just fall for his narrative either because he feels as though, and I and I have a feeling he's correct, that there's psyops being played on both sides here. And that's why it's so hard for us to discern what is really going on over there. Because usually, if you have a military mission, you're going to confer with your generals. You're going to confer with all your, like in our case, our joint, joint chiefs. You're going to come up with a battle plan and you're going to do your best to execute that battle plan. From what we're hearing, Putin sprung this so overnight on his generals, like because because he was just posturing in the beginning. He's parking his tanks on the border. He's moving troops in. He's moving, you know, equipment, gear, aircraft. He's moving it all in this uh, pre-invasion posturing. And he just sat there for like a month, right? Like at least a month, so nobody knew. Like, like, is it going to be today? Is it going to be tomorrow? Is it going to happen at all? Is it going to be next month? Well, where it is is Putin called his generals in and said, "Okay, we go tomorrow." <laughs> and his generals are like, "Go where? What are we doing?
0: Just go, just go, figure it out." Just hear some, hear some GoPro cameras and, and
1: yeah, yeah, get and, in there and then put send the content back to us and
0: you know we'll the upload thing, it to YouTube. You know, and the thing
1: about it, I forget the percentage of his army are actually conscripts. And, uh, and a conscript uh, is a person that's drafted, they're a draftee, like they're forced to go into war, you know, and a lot of these kids are millennials or Gen X's or whatever, and they're like, uh, we don't want to do this, but it's mandatory, like like it's like it's being in the service I think is mandatory in Russia uh, for, for one hitch or whatever, whatever their term is. But anyway, so so, but like I said before, they're going in there. They don't even know where we're going. Like the dude that was busting their balls when they were running out of gas on the side of the road. Right. A Ukrainian guy says, "Oh, do you need a tow back to Russia?" And the guy said, "No, nah, no." Nah. He said, "Well, do you know where you're at?" No, we have no idea where we're at.
0: Yeah, I heard the Ukrainian military is uh, now offering film classes. Film classes. <laughs> <laughs> film production
1: and editing. Uh, yeah, you know what? It, again, 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 it's like. Uh, I really like to talk about what's going on in Ukraine, but I really can't give you anything because we don't know. Yeah, We just don't know. And I don't even know how long this is going to play out. But to me, it's a psyop because if United States, and I'm not in our horn, but if the United States went in there and our clear objective was to take Ukraine over, we'd have done it in a week. Yeah. And look,
0: yeah. hey, I'm not fucking going anywhere yeah. to fight in some banker, globalist elitist bullshit war. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I well, just won't. The if rich if they draft anyone from the United States, don't fucking go. Yeah. Like I would even say if you can United States military, don't fucking go. Like it's not you don't need to die for fucking global elitist bullshit. Like if the war comes yeah, to our country, and I think there was actually some some uh UFC fighter who was like if the war if the war comes here, well, that's a different story. That's a different story. But don't go die for banking shit or globalist, elitist, whatever. Staged wars or propaganda or narratives being pushed. Because it's all, I feel like it's all, that's exactly what I feel like it's like. It's like, it's all just, a. it's all staged.
1: Well, you know what, Buckley? This has been the like same for years. Going all the way back to the United States Civil War. Where rich families, if their son was drafted into the service, there was actually a law that they could pay somebody else to go in their place. Because it's right. always war has always been the rich man sending the poor man to die for their agenda. Right, and then they yeah. get rich right. off of the war. Yeah, yeah, and then you got the people like the globalists that get that get rich because they right. they finance both sides. They make all the money. Yeah, no, it's it's just it, 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 okay. and then your family members are dead or your town is destroyed yeah and then it's whatever. like well he was he died fighting for democracy did he <laughs> this is this is the, the average person isn't like go to war this is the other psyop buckley uh, yeah.
0: yeah, but yeah. like just like I feel like I feel like globally too I don't feel like this is just like a me or an American thing or like whatever I feel like globally people don't want to go to war they don't want to kill other people Mem- Maybe there's exceptions like extremists or whatever groups, but I feel like a majority of people don't have that mindset. I don't know.
1: Remember when I said that really hand-to-hand combat and going to war and shooting in the streets and urban warfare, like that's outdated. That's the antiquated way of doing things. It
0: really is. It especially really is. Na- I mean, yeah. look, I said this before. We have smartphones.
1: Yeah. I have a smart TV. Why are we killing people? Thank God somebody's smart in your house. Hey uh but 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 you know what uh Ron I am offended. You should be. That hurt me. Um uh, anyways I kind of you know I
0: scored a 400 on my SATs.
1: I lost where I was going with this.
0: Oh hey interesting thing um did you notice I I saw this on a video somewhere that like the um and this is kind of like deep sort of or maybe it's a little far fetched or just really grasping at straws um down the rabbit hole but it touches a little bit on the programming. Did you notice a lot of the COVID like uh, media that was putting being put out in like picture form um, was off was yellow and blue?
1: Oh, they're talking about the the whole color psyop. Yes, yeah. yeah. Did
0: you did the you,
1: symbolism of the colors? I
0: watched this video where it was like they they just showed a, like all these different COVID. Social distancing, COVID-19, blah, 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 like pictures, wording, media presentation, stuff you put on outside of restaurants, stuff you see on the Internet, whatever. And it was all like yellow and blue.
1: Yes. And what
0: color is the Ukrainian flag?
1: Yellow and blue. Right. And they talked about this. They even brought in a a Snoop Dogg show where all his colors were yellow and blue. Uh, Yeah, no, there's something to it. Uh, and, and I've got a couple of friends of mine that are into the symbolism thing uh, that I'm going to talk to and try to get a little bit more insight to that. We'll talk about programming. but Programming. But, you know, the yellow and blue, and those two specific shades of yellow and blue, I started thinking about this, right? Okay. Where do you see these colors in advertising? Everywhere. Oh. Everywhere, and I'm going to give you some examples. Do it. I thought about this today when I had to go drive that customer's vehicle so I could emission test it. Napa Auto Parts. Yellow and blue. Okay. Their company colors. Is Walmart yellow and blue? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> it is. NTB Tire. Yellow and blue. Okay. What was the other one? Sunoco gas stations. Yellow and blue. Hmm. And the list just goes on and on and on where these two colors. Remember when we talked about colors with the use of the red and the white before? Mm-hmm. This is a very similar situation with the yellow and the blue. And you yeah. see it and, and, and you see it, but you don't see it. But now that we're talking about it on the show, I want you to be more cognizant of it when you're out in your life, and I want you to look around, and if you've got some good examples, email us at the Wicked Planet Podcast at Gmail. Let us know what you got, or you can snap a picture of it and DM it to me on Ron from New England or the Wicked Planet Podcast page on Instagram. I'd like to see what is out there. Because this yellow and blue thing is 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 symbology somehow some way. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting that it oh no 100%. was directly
0: relating to COVID, and then what uh, what follows after COVID is the Ukrainian Russian conflict, whatever the hell's
1: going on. Yeah, Putin killed the COVID. Although did yeah. you did you what see that COVID now? COVID is having us. Another comeback in China. They're locking cities down
0: again. Uh, I thought maybe COVID was like in Antarctica with uh, Epstein and Admiral
1: Bird's plane having a cocktail on the ice ice glacier. Yeah, right. But think about this. We're also hearing a lot of talk that this war is winding down in ukraine which i don't think so because and we're going to talk we're going to talk about a little bit more of that in a minute after i make this point right what does that mean so so they say that this war is winding down now right so what do we see now that the war is allegedly winding down now now keep in mind this is the mainstream media telling us this right did they use that specific word winding down uh i don't know if they said that but it was something similar to it. okay yeah uh now what are we seeing again COVID numbers are spiking again, just in time for the war to be over. <laughs> it's going to be a constant fucking psyop one after the other. I don't think there's any. I, I mean, us people that are, that are, pay attention to this shit, see it. Right. And, and hopefully when you listen to this show, you just don't take what we say and say, oh, you guys are nuts. Think about it. Yeah. Right. Well, it's interesting, too. Like, do you
0: this was before my time. But when the polio vaccine stuff um, hit America, right? And they did like, oh, I got vaccinated. Uh, my polio uh, button. We got my polio vaccination button. Then we see COVID and it's like, oh, I'm vaxxed. Or now here's a picture with me with my mask on. vaxed Hashtag vaxxed. And now it's like.
1: Again, the Facebook profiles with the right, banner. Right. I, I got my COVID-19 vaccine. Now you see the new ones. I, I s- got my booster well fucking good for you. And
0: what is it now? Ukrainian flags. I stand with Ukraine. Yep.
1: All right, let's talk about the things that nobody's talking about. All right, let's do it. Because we're can, because we're so distracted with what's going on in Ukraine. Yeah. Pfizer data dump. No. Oh. 9 pages of adverse reactions. <laughs> Not a single soul online talk, well, in the media talking about it, right? Right. All right. One example. What happened to the Durham report? The what? The Durham report. Durham. When they showed that Hillary did, in fact, spy on Trump during his campaign and, oh, oh, and right. spied on Trump during right, right, right. his presidency Right. at the behest of Barack Obama. But ba- Obama was behind that? Oh, yes. Oh, I missed that. Okay, detail. how come we're not hearing anything about that? India accidentally launches a freaking missile into Pakistan. <laughs> Okay, I saw one report. I actually posted it on my run from New England page. Yeah. Okay, those are both nuclear powers. Those are nuclear powers, Pakistan and India. And India accidentally shoot, accidentally, quote unquote, shoots a missile into Pakistan? Yeah. Hey, yeah. have you ever seen their elaborate changing of the guards at their border? Nope. Oh my God, what a freaking spectacle. It's actually really impressive to watch. Go out there, do a YouTube uh, search. YouTube search, Pakistan, India Border, Change of the Guards. Just use whatever keywords. Mm. Check it out. It is freaking amazing. This whole ritualistic symbolistic dance that they do. Right up to each other. Like the like the two sides go right up to each other, and then they, they try to out they outdance each other it's cool
0: dance gonna it. gotta okay but that's
1: anyways that's something we
0: didn't hear about so there's something like with what all, was the other thing oh I don't know oh what
1: Congress votes himself a 21% pay hike oh that yeah don't you wish you had a job where you could go in and tell your boss hey no just I wanted to let you know before the next check cycle I'm assuming you get paid every two weeks me oh yeah yeah, yeah. sometimes I go a month in between getting paid but I say hey listen Next pay period, don't forget my 21% raise. Right. What are you talking about, 21% raise? Oh, I gave myself a raise. And it's all going to be out of the client's money. Well, don't you find <laughs> it unusual that they did this at a late night vote when nobody was around to know about it? They never announced they, they were going to do it. They did that a lot of shit. Yeah, well they, well, they voted themselves a 21% pay, pay hike when all of us are getting screwed at the pump, screwed at the grocery store, screwed on our electric bill and our energy bills. And it's like, they vote them motherfuckers themselves a twenty one percent pay hike. Yeah. And now I just saw a thing on an IRS page today that they're saying in some circumstances, uh, when you file your taxes, we may be asking for your stimulus money back. I'll yeah, tell you these I've are heard the times about that, like- these are the times I am very, very happy that I took zero. So right. I don't have that to worry about. So
0: um So when you're talking about all these, like, current events shit, like the misfiring missile and whatever else you mentioned, um, I feel like lots of times, like, a lot of these articles that we see that, like, initially they, they trigger the reaction of, like, oh, my God, what? Like, oh. I feel like oftentimes they just throw a bunch of shit out there, like fishing. They just throw, like, a fishing line out there and multiple fishing lines out into the same pond. And then they see what bites. Do you know what I mean? They see what people are going to latch onto and be like, Oh my God. And then like, then maybe they'll go with that. I don't know. But like the whole, the, the raising with gas prices, the Congress getting a raise, 21% raise, um, and inflation all around. I mean, I feel like this just goes into the whole, uh, the, the whole great reset, uh, you know, ideology or whatever you want to call it, or agenda. Like this whole uh, siphoning money out of the economy, um, to basically crash the economy, um, globally, and, globally, and to get all the money into, you know, out of us and into their hands. Get rid of the middle class. Um, and then so eventually what you're going to just have is like poor people and rich people. Feudalism. And it's going to be chaos, yeah. which is a big part of how the globalists act, as well as a big part of the
1: Great Reset. Yeah. And chaos. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like uh they say... uh Uh, out of chaos comes order or something like that. There's a Latin term for it. You can also build back better. Okay. (laughs) So we're already seeing what's built back better, right? Nothing. It's being built back fucking worse. All right. So something else, right? Remember that bridge? Was it in Pennsylvania or Ohio? This bridge going into a city collapsed. And it just happened to be the day that Biden was there visiting for the infrastructure bill. Bad omen. Have we heard another single thing about that bridge collapse? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Why do do we want to hear about that? Because it was just another distraction. Oh. Right? Biden happened to be there to push the infrastructure bill. And what's going to help his agenda better than a bridge collapsing right before your eyes? Right. Gotcha. I think that this whole thing is a this war is a psyop. Yeah. I think it's an orchestrated war to crash the global economy. And here's some things that we're seeing that even make me believe it even more. Mm. One today, the Fed did hike interest rates up a half a percent. All right. That's supposed to help ease with uh, inflation. Well, if you didn't print so much goddamn money and put it out into the public, we wouldn't have this inflation, right? All right, wasn't it like forty
0: percent of the money uh, created by the Federal Reserve was like put out within like the last six months or couple Year, of years?
1: Yeah. I actually think it's higher than that. I think it's all well. Time now high. it
0: is. Now it's like yeah, eighty. Yeah. I think it's like eighty percent now. But I mean, sorry, my timeline's a little off. But it, I think it was like since COVID or like from COVID till now, there was a period of six months where like printing, printing, printing money from the Federal Reserve, it was like 40% of it, of the money in the US, had been printed in the last six months. And I, now it's up to like 80%. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's the highest now it's ever been. Yeah, which is insane. Uh, so, so all that free money they were handing out, that wasn't free, was it? And now Biden's back to talking to canceling college debt again. You know, we promised that and that didn't happen. Uh, I think in some cases, a lot of them loans were definitely predatory. Uh, And and I don't think canceling them is the answer. But I think drastically reducing them for pennies on a dollar uh, would be more in tune and stop charging these kids interest. It was a predatory loan. Yes, the kids shouldn't have took the loans out. Uh, especially to do some type of freaking study that there was no job for. But sitting on your ass, getting your stimulus money and doing nothing, uh, the term they call that the great resignation, I'm sure you've heard of that, where all these people just decided that they weren't even going to bother trying to work anymore because they were making more money sitting down home, sitting on their ass. Hey, I, I kind of disagree. Oh, sorry. What? Oh, I was just going to give an example. Oh, yeah. I have a friend of mine in the union. Now, these guys are hard workers, so I guess this is really a really good example. But I have uh, several friends of mine that work for the uh, various unions. One is a Teamster. Uh, they work in Boston, right? They were making eighteen hundred dollars a week to stay home. Dude, I'd like to. I would like to make that on a good week
0: of hard work. I'd like to make that. I'd like to just make that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I had something. The, the whole thing with the college uh, loan. Uh, this is what drives me insane because I'm kind of, I'm a part of this. Um, dude, it's so it's so. The only words I can say for the whole college lo- loan system is that it's just fucked up. That's the only way that I can describe it, especially when you dive into like the whole indoctrination system. Um, I mean, just think about it. You are groomed from a, a very young age to think that you need to go to college, like from an early age of school. And then when you're in middle school and then when you especially when you get to high school, it's like, oh, what colleges are you looking at? What what schools are you going to go to? Oh, you go to your friend's what scholarships house. are you trying what out scholarships for? you go to a friend's house for dinner? Oh, what? uh what schools are you looking at? You uh, watch TV shows and they're like the, the kids in the TV shows. Oh, we're going to this college. We're going that to college. It's such an indoctrination system to get people to believe that they
1: need to go to school. Let me just add one thing real quick. Sorry. That's all part of the social hierarchy where they want you to be socially in a higher class than you really are or should be. But I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Go ahead.
0: Right. And then when the then you're like, oh, at eighteen years old, they're gonna loan an eighteen year old hundreds of thousands of dollars or thousands of dollars, and then you're gonna go further into the indoctrination system of modernized elitist globalist bullshit. Um it's just like that is, like the it's so it's so fucked up to put into eighteen year old kids minds or heads that in order to get ahead in life, you need to become, you need to take out thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt in order to get ahead. Like, and then when you go to these schools, the education that you get oftentimes is a lot of bullshit. It works out for some people that cannot, for, that can be said, but for connected like connected people, but, but, like, at a point a couple years ago, like, over 50% of college kids weren't unable to pay back their college loans. So that's problematic. Like, the and it ah, it just, it, it pisses me off because it's just more of this programming indoctrination bullshit to get kids, um, as soon as they leave high school, as soon as they gain independence, to become part of the system and become uh, further in debt and become further part of the uh the the indentured servitude system. It, and, like, I think people, if you're going to college, if you're a young kid, like... And if you know what you really want to do, like, if you have, like, I want to do this and I'm going to do that, fine. But if you're somebody that doesn't know what the fuck to do, don't just go to college and become a victim of
1: this sort of shit. Don't go to college for the sake of making your parents happy. Or anybody else happy. Yeah, because what you're doing, essentially is you are paying the educational system, which was manipulated by the Rockefellers. You're paying the system to indoctrinate you to fit their agenda. Think about that. It's more debt slavery. It's more black money magic. The Babylonian money magic cabal thing, which all goes all the way back to the cult of all. Usury. Usury. And it is Usury. Because of the interest. Because some of these loans, I understand the interest rate changes the more you owe. Yeah. There's something funky about it where if you don't pay it off at a certain time, then you get all these additional fees and these interest hikes and all these other things, right? It's so, 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 so these So these kids are going so backwards before they even get a chance to even remotely get ahead in life. Yeah. I, I am not afraid to admit I never went to college. Yeah. It was not my father's choice. Like, like, it, like it wasn't, I guess... It, I I don't mean to say that. My father said, You're not going to college, you don't need college, you're gonna be fine, because I'm gonna show you this and this is what you're gonna do. And I've done okay. Yeah, I'm not a multimillionaire or anything like that, but you know, I can afford to go down and put gas in my car, even though I begrudgingly do it right. at four dollars and something. And now it's five dollars a gallon for diesel. It's actually five twenty-nine down to our local store for diesel. Uh, heating oil is the same. It's over five bucks, and 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 uh, yeah, I can pay it, but frick me, I don't want to, because I know that I'm just lining the pockets of some globalist greedy prick out there, because it's not how it should be, and that's why yeah. I think this is this is a this is an orchestrated attempt to crash the global economy, and here's a couple of examples of what's going to happen. Uh, I don't know if you heard it in the news. But here we are, the United States, Biden is trying to make a deal with Iran to buy their oil, right? They want to restart the Iranian nuclear deal, which basically means, okay, you can, you know, you can progress in your attempt to, you know, have nuclear power but we all know what they really want. They want a nuclear bomb because what does Iran promise to do? They promise to wipe Israel off the map. There's some cases where you really think about it when you start learning about the cabal and all the stuff that happens in Israel and all the shady stuff, which actually brings in the the, the descendants of the Khazarian Empire. Uh, we're not going to get into it tonight, but there is a connection there because We are finding out that about 85 to 90% of the quote-unquote Jews that are in Israel aren't even real Hebrews, right? So that's a story for another day, but trust me, those numbers are out there. Legitimate sources, you can look it up. But we're trying to buy oil from Iran. Do you think Iran's real happy with us since we blew up Soleimani? When Trump had him blown up, now now let's let's call it what it is. Like that guy was a bad actor; he needed to go, <clears throat> and Trump was flexing his muscles and he's saying, "Here, let me show you what I can do." And he gets rid of Soleimani, right? I don't think that was a bad play. I actually think that was a good play. However, these types of plays have consequences. Iran's not going to forgive us for that, so Iran's not just going to sell us oil unless they get something out of it. Now, we already know that Obama sent them pallets and pallets of cash, like billions of dollars, right? Uh, and when they had our... Uh, and I think that whole thing was set up for them to uh, take our sailors hostage, right? Like, how did that even happen? But now all, of a, now all of a sudden, you're finding out that Obama's sending pallets worth of cash over to Iran, right? Which I guess, I suppose, uh, the way that we do things, you just call up the Fed, you have them print a bunch of money, put it on a pallet and send it to Iran, right? Right. But, but anyways, but but what else did we hear in the news, right? China now wants to buy oil from Iran. But China wants uh. to pay them with the Chinese yuan, not the U.S. petrodollar. That is going to devaluate the dollar. It's going to cause inflation to go higher. It's going to cause a lot of other problems in our, in our U.S. economy. And then we find out that China's offered to buy oil from the Russians, same thing. They're going to pay for the oil with the yuan, not the U.S. dollar. Nice. So now Putin is going to be able to sell his oil to the Chinese, and there's not going to be any U.S. dollars involved.
0: Yeah, and I think that was, uh, we talked about that before, like uh, Russia basically, you know, having their own private financial uh, in it, uh Fuck, what's the word?
1: Well, they got their own
0: central bank. Right, but then, uh, sorry, like having more of a global um, financial, private uh, transactions that are outside of, you know, America. Yeah. Um, and not needing them for energy, basically. or
1: Basically, not using the U.S. dollar, the U.S. petrodollar. Okay, so they when all these countries got together and they agreed that the United States dollar was going to be the global currency. Right. U.S. dollar, there isn't a single country that won't take a U.S. dollar. I've been to some foreign countries. They will gladly take U.S. dollars versus their own money, right? So e- even countries that use both, like uh, Bermuda, for instance. Canada. Bermuda has their own money, but they take the U.S. dollar. Same thing in Aruba. Doesn't uh, Canada? Canada will take the U.S. dollar. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but you don't see us spending Canadian dollars, though, do you? The Looney Tunes or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I've got a bunch of it too. but Because uh, <laughs> I used to go to Canada all the time. I'd just go to my stash and take like 500 bucks of Canadian money and go. And go to a strip know? joint. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> to put a finer point on it, yeah, Montreal is a good place to go. Club Wanda, if you're still in business, I miss you. But anyways. <laughs> uh, so Yeah, I did the cool
0: when I turned 18. I went up there with some friends because I was like, Oh, yeah, I'm 18. I can go
1: to Canada and drink. Woohoo! Well, when I was good eighteen, times. you could go to Vermont and drink. Really? Oh yeah. How old are you? Uh, I'm 58. <laughs> yeah, so eight. well, that was 40 years ago. That's crazy, huh? That's longer that's than, longer I've been than alive. you've been alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So hey, that's why I think this dynamic works good with me and Buckley because Buckley's old enough, young enough to be my son, uh, and I'm gonna take him under my wing and try maybe, to teach him all these maybe conspiracies. Maybe someday, I will. Yeah. So um, Ron,
0: you never did get back to me about those adoption papers I sent you.
1: Uh, well, because you don't qualify for the earned income credit. What? Because you're too old. I can't claim you. Oh. Sad. Damn it. Yeah. But anyway, so, so I want you guys to think about all that stuff because I think, I think this war is just one great big huge psyop. Yes, if people are getting killed, it's horrible. Uh If you watch uh, Zelensky's video and believe it 100%, yes, it's sad. Yeah. Uh It's crazy. Yeah. Um, one of my big podcasting friends, actual sister, was in the Ukraine doing missionary work and uh, glad to say that she got out. And I want to say she made her way to Romania. So she's safe. So that's all good. And and you know who I'm talking about out there right, listening. And I, and I wanted to say, oh,
0: were you, sorry. I just want to no, say, like, to go off Ron's point, like, as much as we nay say or like... <laughs> I guess, point out propaganda or this reason or that reason or say, well, how do we even know anything's going on at all? If there is, obviously, we're not for any sort of foreign invasion or war and the people that are dying, like, our hearts go out to you. That's terrible.
1: Yeah, you know... uh I don't know. I don't even know what does I don't right. really know what to say anymore about it because right. Because you know, every day that goes by we're trying to learn what's going on and we're having a hard time. I will say though that Russia, which I was very surprised to hear this. Russia actually asked China for aid, military aid and China did turn them down. But let's look at the ramifications. Now, now we're hearing what else are we hearing? Oh, you know, if if Putin gets into Ukraine, What's going to stop him from going into Poland? And then we're hearing reports of uh, aerial missiles, Russian missiles, landing uh, very, very close to the Polish border. That's where it could get squirrely. Because if anything happens to Poland, Poland's a NATO nation we have to get involved then. But we're, we're looking for de-escalation, not escalation. Right. Uh, and, and I think with all the rhetoric that's going on... uh. Putin did a speech actually the other day saying, "What's going on there? What the what the what your media is telling you is simply not the case."
0: Oh, he did. Where yeah. did you
1: see that? Um, I don't know. On one of the sites, somewhere. Can you send something to me? I can try. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he was saying it's simply not the case. So, I don't know. But if but if it isn't the case, Putin, what is Putin? What is your objective here because I'm not what seeing is? I am not seeing a clearly defined what objective. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. yeah. Hey, so uh so I guess every day that goes by we're going to learn a little more and maybe by next week we might have some better answers for you. I don't know. Are we won't. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to know what your thoughts are. Email us. DM us. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Uh I've got a lot of followers that uh, are pretty vocal about what they think. And uh, and it all falls into the whole psyop thing. <laughs> and it'd be interesting to see what this Les luther and this other person that goes unnamed for now, uh that's going to be uh, boots on the ground in Ukraine in the next yeah. day or two. I can't next wait. day or two, uh, that's and he's going cool. to be in contact with us. He posted, Ron. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I so would... so we're going to definitely keep a close eye on I him. I want to know and, and see what's going on there. But uh so. uh so what else did we have that we wanted to talk
0: about tonight? Well, I think we want we've kind of been on a Russia uh, uh, tra- trajectory. So I think we should probably stick with that and talk a little more about some of the history of Russia. Because it's we we've touched on the Kazarians and the as it relates to
1: the Kazarians and the Cabal,
0: right? And so yeah. I think like a big, 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 big topic family from Russia that needs to be talked about is the Romanov family. Yes, the House of Romanov, House of Romanov, which I guess um, you know the the historical side. It, what Vikings kind of settled in Russia, and then you know you have the Rudiks.
1: Yeah, the Rudix. Uh, and then you had... The Rudics was like the uh, the ruling class. Ruling class, right. Yeah, in, in Russia before the Tsardom the came to be. Right. With Ivan the Terrible was the first Russian
0: Tsar. Right, so after yeah. the Rudics So you have Vikings settling, and then you have the ruling class of the Rudiks, and then you have... The czars, which were the Romanovs, which ruled from, like, what, the 1600s into the... 1613, I want to say, all the way up until 1917, 1917 yeah. which is the, uh, maybe well-known, well, well-known to, well, well to us, maybe not to others, the Bolshevik Revolution, Revolution yeah. which is this whole overtaking of the Romanov family. Um,
1: so where do we start with this? Well well let's go back a little bit. Now we know there's this long standing beef between the Kazarians, the Kazarian Empire, what's left of the Khazarian Empire, which is what's called out there in conspiracy land, the Kazarian Mafia, which is supposed to be the New World Order, the Cabal, you know, whatever, Illuminati. Was that they are attached to the Hun dynasty? Well the Hun Am I remembering that correctly. Now when you say Hun Dynasty, now I think you're thinking of the Chinese dynasty. What you're thinking of is the actual Huns, like Attila the Hun. Okay. Okay, so Attila the Hun was actually uh, in the very beginning of the Khazarian Empire. Okay. Yeah, and Attila the Hun, like, that's where the the country of Hungary kind of gets their name from, the Huns. Mm. So the Huns weren't really, like... A lot of people confuse the Huns with the Mongols. Well, that's what I was—that's
0: what I was going to ask yeah. you next. Yeah, because the Mongols kind of come into play a little bit. The was, Mongols wow. come into play later, right? Yeah. Later. So, for me, and you know, when I'm looking up this stuff, a lot of this whole different countries related to these families and dynasties and uh, ruling classes, it gets kind of jumbled up. Um, it's very—it's
1: very convoluted, right? Yeah. And Ron,
0: I think more than me, I would say has a better kind of uh, lineup timeline of this stuff or like who comes into play where and how that affects what's going on. So I'm going to ask questions when we're talking about this stuff. Okay. Yeah. For my totally benefit cool. and also for your benefit. Let's
1: just give the cliff notes version of it. Yeah. Uh, because we're going to dive deeper into this. I'm uh, fascinated with this Kazarian empire thing. I really, I really am. I, I, tr- I find myself, uh, no matter what I start, re- like, even in, when I was researching the Romanovs, I uh, it led me back to Kazarian Empire. Well, um, even, like, the Black Nobility. Well, the Kazarian Empire is descended from the Black Nobility. Right.
0: They, yeah. like, became the yeah. Kazarian Empire.
1: Okay, but to answer your point earlier, like, when the Rudiks... Uh, who was uh was uh, kind of the ruling class in what is now Russia before the tsardom took over mm-hmm. right uh yeah, yeah. but but they were kind of like the the descendants of the uh is it the varangians yes the varangians like varangians that. which were actually they were the vikings yes yeah so they were the vikings and when we talked about the Kievan Rus, that that group that actually was at war with the Kazarian Empire, they were actual actual uh Varangians also. So so this is so this is where it goes, maybe this beef goes back like two thousand years or or a thousand years at minimum. Because it was right around one thousand AD that the Kazarian Empire was defeated. Right. By the Russians. Well Well No Okay, so there's a couple. Ah! Okay I know this gets really freaking weird because you can read a lot of different things and you get a lot of different versions, right? right. Because there really wasn't in any written records of the Khazarian Empire yeah. other than I did find a king's list, like a Khazarian king's list, but they weren't really kings. They were called Khans. Like like Genghis Khan, for instance. Yeah. Like, like or in Iran, they call them Khans. Yeah. Okay, so a Khan is basically just another word for a king. Right it's it's like the, the monarch like the ruling person the ruling class
0: right Right So and Tsar and Caesar
1: Tsar Caesar and Kaiser all comes from the root word from the Caesar which is which is just another word for emperor Right So so when they talk about the Tsar of Russia it's actually the emperor of Russia when they talked about the uh, Kaiser of Germany it's the emperor of Germany so on and so forth, like Caesar was the emperor of the Roman Empire, right? Now you said Iran, Iran right? Yes. So what is that
0: stemming? So it's stemming from Iran. So what is well, that? Well, I that ran,
1: Well, I ran. Well, no, before that. Now, now there's a difference. Oh my God! And I don't want to get into it tonight, but there okay. is a difference, like big time difference between a Persian, yes, and an Arab. Okay. Okay. Two different race of people. Okay. Or if you want to call it a race. Okay. So Persians are basically what is Iran and parts of Iraq. Okay. Arabs are like Saudi Arabia, you know, Yemen, Qatar, uh, Egypt, actually. Okay. Okay. You know something? I have an Egyptian friend who, who moved to the United States from Egypt. I want to say when he was about 14 or 15. Uh, really smart dude. I actually do a lot of business with him. He's uh, he's uh, like a district manager for one of my, well, my number one biggest supplier here. Anyways, him and I get to talking. Super intelligent guy. He did promise he's got a trip back to uh, Egypt to visit with his family. When he comes back, he has agreed to come on and do a show. Nice. I am very much looking forward to yeah, that. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Because this kid knows his shit. And when I say a kid, he's only like 24, or 25, but intellectually, he's like, you know, he's right up to him. He's very, very smart guy. I cannot wait. Like when he comes on his Tuesday visits, mm-hmm. we just go over very quickly what I need in the shop. And yeah. he shows me some new gadgets. And we talk about other. Shit. And then we talk about other shit <laughs> yeah. for like a half hour. Yeah. yeah. He's like, "Oh man, Ron, I gotta go. I gotta go." Uh, but anyway, so 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 you're there's good a, at that, Ron. So there's a difference
0: between Persians and Arabs, right? So where so where do the where's the like whole Muslim thing fit into this? Okay, so because they were dispersed around like Russia, Ukraine, uh, Mongolia. Uh, China, well, even right And well, Asia. Okay, so we hear
1: about the Uyghurs, right? Right, they're Muslims, right? But the Uyghurs were around during the time of the Kazarian Empire. And right. the, okay, so so the Kazarian Empire. I make a lot of parallels between the Kazarian Empire in in America, because the Kazarian Empire wasn't one race of people, because the okay. original Khazarians were 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 Turkic people. They were nomadic. Mm-hmm. And then when they came into the area of the lower Caucasus mountains of Russia, which is like Kazakhstan, well, Kazakhstan is based on Kazaria, Kazakhstan, which we're hearing like that one city in Kazakhstan, remember there was an overthrow, an attempted coup about oh, a month or so ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't back it back work then, out? No, because oh, back then there was a conspiracy theory saying that that one city in Kazakhstan was the actual capital city Of the cabal. Okay. Yeah. So that conspiracy theory is out there. Go check it out. And and when you see pictures of the city, super modern city, like in the middle of nowhere, super modern looking city, futuristic looking city. Anyways, there was a coup attempt there. Uh, Apparently that didn't work. out. I don't know anything else about it. So, but the Gazarian empire was like, uh, what is now Turkey, uh, just above where the Ottoman empire was and uh, so you so you had northern turkey uh, like the black sea the caspian sea caspian. which used to be called the white sea the caucasus mountains which is southern russia kazakhstan georgia uh uh what's the other azerbaijan uh what's the other one Uzbekistan? Mm. <laughs> yeah something like that sorry uh probably central to more eastern ukraine okay. uh Part of Belar what's now Belarus and, and a big section of uh what is now Russia. It was was right. the was the Kazarian Empire, right? Okay. Uh it went all the way to past the Euphrates and what's the other river? The Tigris and the Euphrates, mm-hmm. which is in modern day Iraq, which in which was Mesopotamia. And actually before that was Sumer, where the Sumerians, which is supposed to be Uh, The original humans on Earth, if you want to enlist in the ancient astronaut theory with the Anunnaki, that's where they settled in Sumer. And this is where we found out about this stuff through uh, Zachariah Sitchin's uh, translations of the Sumerian tablets. Right, right? which are like the oldest tablets, scripture kind of stuff that we know of. Written in cuneiform, which is just shapes. It's like... Yes. Yeah, it's just like they were clay tablets and they had a stylus different styluses and that they would put these like triangular things in certain ways. And who and, even knows if different that's symbols. even
0: the translations are even <laughs> <of course>.
1: Obviously, <laughs> Obviously there's a lot of speculation there. And even to get further down the rabbit hole, this is where the whole theory of uh planet X comes from Nubiru. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or what they call in the Bible, wormwood. Right. I,
0: I you, are, you, I told you about that. Uh, the whole Scooby-Doo thing, right? Remember when you yes, were looking at the cartoon touch on that real quick. Well, so there's this uh, Scooby-Doo episode and there, you know, other people probably know about this too, if you're in this genre, but like there's this whole Scooby-Doo part episode where they talk about like Nibiru and the Anunnaki and these like beings that come down and visit earth and like kind of relay information. It, it's really weird um, and interesting. Once you start looking into the Anunnaki, to see that show up in a child's cartoon. But that happens a lot. Like uh, uh cartoon network. Um, you know, they have episodes of chi- children, not because well, first of all, cartoon network has like the earlier shows, which are more geared for, for children. And then they have like the late night stuff, which is like more adult content, robot chicken and all that. Um, and, but like, they adult, have ch-
1: like adult swim.
0: Yeah. Adult swim. No. But then they also have like stuff, in these cartoons that focuses heavily on, like, the Illuminati and describing Illuminati temples and, like, all this stuff. So it's really weird, uh, especially that Anunnaki and Nibiria, or Nibir, whatever you say. Nibiru. Nibiru showing up in cartoons like this. It's like,
1: why? Crazy. Buckley turned why? me on to that. So every night after the show, Buckley and I hang out. We uh, work on a little bit of the editing, and we enjoy. We have a drink together, and we just kind of shoot the shit. And he and he brought it up last week, and I'm like, no nah way. So we did a search. Sure enough, we found it. But but anyways, uh, so getting back to uh, the Kazarian Empire, right? Yeah. So where the Kievan Rus comes in is that they were at war with the Kazarian Empire, right? But I don't. I'm trying to discern if it ended up being a stalemate or maybe the Kievan Rus got the best of them. They retreated back, and this is when they gave the Khazarians the ultimatum that they had to pick one of the Abrahamic religions. Mm. And because the Khazarians were so out of control, I think when this war ended, it was maybe more like an armistice. You know what I mean? Like a, just like a ceasefire type of deal. And the Kievan Rus said, listen, we're just basically gonna just let you do your thing but you this is what you're got to do this is your stipulation you and I know we talked about this in, a, in another episode but it, but it's uh but there's a reason for it I promise you're gonna pick one of the Abrahamic religions right right right, right, right. uh Islam Christianity Ju- Judaism. Judaism they chose Judaism hence where they got the name the 13th tribe uh they adopted Judaism they're not ethnic Hebrews okay we've already established that But, so then they were allowed to get bigger and bigger and bigger, but later down the road is when they were defeated by Genghis Khan and the Mongols, right? Mm -hmm. So, because the Mongols controlled all of like a lot of Russia up to, you know, up like where Moscow was, all of that, like a lot of Persia, uh, North Africa, a lot of Europe. That was all controlled by the Mongols at one time. So, uh, but, but what it is, is I think after the, kind of getting their asses handed to them by the Kiev and Rus that they, some, some of them decided that they were going to migrate kind of West, right? It, it, west into Europe. And they took that Judaic, uh, Judaic tradition with them. And that was the spread of, uh, Did they go to Germany? Yes. Yes, they went to Germany. Oh, shit. Just tipped over my beer. I got it. That's okay. You can get rid of that. Yeah, Uh, I'll just
0: toss
1: it. Sorry, folks.
0: Technical difficulties.
1: Thankfully, I did not lose much of my Samuel Adams Boston Lager.
0: (laughs) Ron got a little into it, and he uh, was doing some hand gestures, and he just karate chopped a beer. And well, you uh, know, you we know, got all over our map of the deep state and the Kabbalah, but that's hey, okay. I can print another one. We're pulling
1: through. Okay, so so anyway, so I think what happened was when when uh, a faction of the Kazarian Empire kind of migrated west. That's where they brought. That's how Judaism kind of expanded even more into mm-hmm. uh, into Europe, uh, and then and then of course we come up with the whole Ashkenazi Jew thing, which we're not going to get into tonight. A lot of of, uh, controversy there on that whole subject.
0: Right. Can I just say real quick, without getting into it, and speculate and ask a question. (laughs) The Holocaust. Was that, do you think, or is it Ben thought that maybe that was to try and get rid of the Kazarians that had migrated from this area into Germany? I believe so. Okay. Okay, because that was something I
1: well, well was here, like
0: unclear about.
1: Okay, well, well, there's nothing clear about. Well, it. there's nothing clear. There's nothing like, clear about it because. Okay, so just real quick, that's a speculative. We know that we know the whole conspiracy theory that Adolf Hitler was actually part of the Rothschild uh, bloodline, that Adolf Hitler's father Alois was actually the illegitimate son. Of I want to say Nathan Rothschild in Vienna, uh, his his name was not Hitler. Uh, Hitler Adolf Hitler's grandmother's last name was Schlickelgruber, and when <laughs> Alois was born, he didn't really have anybody to adopt him because he was actually uh, illegitimate. So he selected the name Hitler from one of his relatives. I don't know maiden name Hitler is in his family name so he's just selected Hitler or whatever. Wait, so wait, so wait, wait, but anyways but, but, but we're hearing quick, wait Schickelgruber Schickel No seriously. I know. Schickelgruber yeah. Schickelgruber. Say that three times fast. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so 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 we also know that you know we we're, we're finding out in our research that the Rothschilds which was originally the Bowers, were Kazarian Jews. And then we we do more reading where they're saying that Hitler was an Ashkenazi Jew. Well, that doesn't work. That doesn't work for me.
0: Right. Because there, well, there's, apparently there's no DNA relationship between the Ashkenazis and the Kazarians. Correct. So, that Hebrew... But there's a reason right? for that. Hebrew DNA.
1: Well, there's no Hebrew to. DNA in any of them. Oh. Because they, select, they adopted Judaism. They weren't, they weren't Hebrews by bloodline. Okay, so there's okay. no
0: connection between Azekanazis and the
1: Kazarians. Well, there's rumored to be that Azekanazis are actually descended from Kazarians. But we do, ah. but we do know that there is a genome project... Based out of Russia, oh boy. that is doing DNA testing, and through DNA testing, they have not been able to find a connection between the Ashkenazi Jew line and the Khazarian Jew line. It's a huge controversy in the Jewish Church. Like, so the Ashkenazis like, probably wanted to take out the
0: Khazarians. Well, this is one of the theories. Well, hold on, this is an interesting point.
1: But how can be Hit- how can Hitler be an Ashkenazi? When he's part of the Rothschild bloodline and they're Kazarian.
0: See, no that's idea. the thing
1: that doesn't work for me. It
0: doesn't fit together. But say these these Kazarians went to Germany, right? After they were defeated and had to leave. Um, and then Hitler wanted to get rid of them. I mean, Nazi, right? Which Hitler was? This
1: is possibly one of
0: the, cons- one of the conspiracy theories. Well, what's that? En- well, what's that ending word in Nazi? Well, it's Nazi. It's Nazi. Yeah. Nazi. Yeah.
1: Which I think pure actually. It's Nazi. I think that's just a coincidence. Ah. Uh, because. I don't know the, uh, about these because co- because coincidences, Nazi, Because Nazi was actually an acronym. Uh, maybe. I, I don't have the example for you right off the top of my head. But hand. if Nazis are trying
0: to get rid of the Kazarians and then they created the Holocaust and then they called themselves Nazis
1: well bingo bango right no no i understand what you're saying i don't know but but it's just the it's whole speculative okay so i've been doing a lot of reading like the ashkenazi versus the versus the kazarian trying to figure it out i promise i will figure it out best i can uh, i'm pretty good <laughs> at putting a puzzle together but there's some pieces missing out of this puzzle it's so confusing too yeah but anyways let's get back to the kazarians let's get back to the kazarians and the whole when they got defeated and the romanoffs when okay so but it there's a connection yes Uh, And there's another interesting connection uh, when we talk about the Romanovs and how all these monarchs are freaking related by blood yeah, in one form or another, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, okay, so so what's interesting about this? Let's fast forward up to just before the Russian Revolution.
0: Uh, So just before 1917. Yes. Okay. The Bolshevik revolution is what you're talking about.
1: Okay, so we're not even going to get deep into that because that is not as simple as Lenin came back to Russia from exile, got a party together, called them the Bolsheviks, overtook the monarchy, and appointed himself the leader of Russia. Well, I mean,
0: I heard that the Kazarian... It's not that simple. I heard that the Kazarian mafia had a lot to do with
1: creating the Bolshevik party. Okay, so here's where the connection is. So we know that there's a long-standing feud between the Kazarians and the Russians, and we theorized several episodes ago that this could be a reason why this shit is going on in Ukraine. Could be, yeah. Could be, because if the Kazarian mafia is what you know they're calling it—the cabal, the New world order, elite, or whatever. Nah, nah, nah. And then we hear the whole psyop that Putin's trying to get rid of the new world order and that he doesn't want, and he's rejected the new world order, even though allegedly he was part of the new world order. Right. Yes. But let's go back to the time of Lenin Lenin. And I'm not going to get into dates. I'm not going to get into specifics and minor little details. I'm going to give you again, the cliff notes version because we've only got about 20 minutes left to the show. Uh, Lenin got involved now Lenin came from a very good family in Russia right went to a good school. while he's at this school he goes to some talk, some get together some committee thing where they're pushing uh, socialism right which is what we're seeing in American schools and American colleges and universities now. Cultural Marxism. Cultural Marxism thank you very much. So of course he was taken in taken in by this. Started reading all of Karl Marx's works, including the Communist Manifesto. Nice. And so Lenin starts some type of shit over there. Gets arrested for, see, the sedition or treason or something like that. Maybe it wasn't treason. Maybe it was just you know causing causing shit. Whatever the charge for that is, activism. Activism. There you go. Well, because it's important
0: to remember that the whole Bolshevik. Party was transformed around uh, workers' conditions and rights uh, right. during World War One, Al- almost like unionizing. We're unionizing. So, no. like World War One is going on at this time, right? And the Spanish flu epidemic, right? So, <laughs> like during World War One, you see like. Uh, I guess, a decrease in like uh, how workers are treated and the conditions they're working in. And then this whole Bolshevik party, which plays basically off of that, like better, better situations for the common man workers. Um, That's where it's all revolved around. So like uh, Lenin is the leader of this and he, you know, is arrested for activism. What he's doing is activism, but creates a new party. Right,
1: right. But this was kind of pre-Bolshevik He actually gets thrown in in jail, and then I want to say he gets sent to the Gulag in Siberia. Woof. Anyways, long story short, he gets out. He's in exile. He's living in Switzerland, right? He's in Switzerland for a while. Then he's in Germany, and I think at this time when he's in Germany, this is when he starts uh, kind of reading into the whole Marxist thing. uh, the Communist Manifesto or whatever, then somehow or other he ends up being in London. While he's in London, he's organizing more because he was free to do that in London, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so he could do that. So then, then he starts making his way back and decides, because at this time, there already was an early... Now, there was several Russian revolutions, right? Like, like we know about the one where the Bolsheviks took over the Tsar and killed them all, right? Now, there was actually one prior well, we to that. We do. Does right. anyone else? Right. But there was one prior to that. And we're going to do a whole show on the Russian revolution of how how communism spread into uh, into Russia, right? We're going to do a show on that because it's, as Ryan would say, dude, it's fascinating. Uh, Ryan, hello. So, you know Ryan Ryan. We know Ryan. Ryan? From
0: from the DWP. Oh, the world's most dangerous podcast. Yeah. Oh, so, sorry.
1: So so anyways, long story short, Lenin makes his way back to St. Petersburg, which was Petrograd, which was the city that Peter the Great found by filling in a swamp. Uh which is in <laughs> northern Russia, which actually uh after the revolution, the name of it was changed to Leningrad. Now it's back to St. Petersburg. So, anyways, he goes there and basically starts this whole revolution thing, uh, just just talking to people, having uh, like like big uh, Trump rallies, like he was having Lenin rallies, and then he had his partner uh, Leo uh, Trotsky, Uh, and then the and then priest, no Trotsky, no, he was another revolutionary that was friends with Lenin. You're talking about the protest, right? Yeah, when Lenin first went back to try to push Bolshevism. Is this before the Bloody Sunday or after? Mm, not absolutely sure. Okay, so
0: there was a time during this whole um, Bolshevik Party movement where a priest basically led like the working class of the Bolshevik Party to protest against the conditions of working. Um, and this was prior to 1917, I believe. Um, and it was basically this priest led them and to um, to the Romanov front gates to protest, and basically it was said that they opened fired eventually. Oh, and, that's right! And it was called Bloody Sunday. Yeah, and that's kind of I feel like maybe that was like a turning point.
1: And that's actually depicted in the movie Doctor Zhivago. If anybody's into old movies, uh, it was actually a movie from a from the book. uh... That was uh, Dr. Shivago which is actually a really good book, too. So, so anyways, so, so this whole uh, revolution kind of splintered into two, to two sections. The Bolsheviks were led by Lenin. The Mensheviks were led by Trotsky. Well, we all know what happened after, like, Trotsky left the country and they sent Hitman out to kill him. They got rid of him. I want to say Trotsky went to Cuba pretty sure on that and then anyway some Russian guys caught up to him and murdered him uh, but anyways long story short Bolshevism starts taking a hold and there was a provisional government a, a Russian provisional government that that Lenin was not in charge with but but he uh, in charge of but he ended up being uh in in control of of everything on the Bolshevik Revolution with the Bolsheviks right he was the man he was the man yep you know, he was only in power for just a handful of years. Yeah, he did. He
0: died in like the 1923 or four. Yeah, or early something. 20s. Yeah, early 20s. Which yeah. kind of leads me to think that like. He was poisoned. Or like they used him for this Bolshevik Russian revolution to gain power. And then they, they took him. him out and killed him. And then who comes
1: after? Joseph Stalin. Right. Right we've talked about him before. The five foot three. (laughs) What? I never knew that. He's five foot three? He was like five foot three, five foot four. That's why he had platform shoes.
0: I feel like you could just pick him up and drop kick him. him.
1: When he used to do his speeches, he would stand on a platform that nobody was allowed to see. To to give the aura of a big guy. <laughs> hey, we're gonna get into Joseph Stalin. Like like I'm pretty I'm I'm pretty into the whole Russian thing. Anyways, I feel like sometime we should do an episode of
0: the corks. No, sorry, the corks of like dictators.
1: Oh yeah, and yeah. just
0: like the weird shit they used to do.
1: Yeah, but but anyways, uh, so so now you take the Tsardom of of Russia, and let's just get back into how they're all related, right? Nicholas II was the czar that Lenin had killed, right?
0: Right, and his family.
1: Yeah. And then you had the Kaiser. I think want to say it was Kaiser Wilhelm of Germany. And then there was—I don't know if it was—dude, dude, dude. Some do, House of Win do, 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 do. Well, it wasn't House of Windsor at the time. Do, do. S- uh, the Russian monarchy. One, one of their higher ups. They were all first cousins. They were all related. And they all looked the same, too. Oof. Right. But what I find weird is during this time the Russians are actually at war with Germany. Yep. In World War 1, right? War, yep. Yeah. So so the Russians are fighting Germany on Germany's eastern front, and France and America and England is fighting Germany on the western front. Right. Well, you, well this brings me
0: to that Rasputin guy.
1: Oh, let's not get into Rasputin yet.
0: No, no Rasputin yet. (sighs) No,
1: the Russian version of Charles Manson. Uh, (laughs) Okay. So Kaiser Wilhelm II, bankrolled Lenin to the tune of the equivalent of millions of dollars today to go into Russia to basically stir up the shit take the country over because Kaiser Wilhelm's uh, whole idea was if he could get Lenin to overtake the Russian Empire, right, then he could stop the Russian war on the Eastern Front because he's fighting a war on two fronts, right? We all know how the Germans love to fight fight wars on multiple fronts, just like United States. So, so uh, we were a lot more successful at it. Yeah, we probably blend in better. Yeah, but but anyways, Maybe because not. he wanted to end the war on the Eastern Front so we could use all of his resources to fight the Americans, the French, uh, the English, the Canadians, and all that on, on the Western Front. Anyways, so eventually he he, he kind of got his way because when Lenin went there and just, you know, fast forward, you know, whatever, how much time it took, Lenin did take over Russia. He had uh, the Tsar... There's Zarina, which, which was Alexandra, which, interesting connection there, we'll get into. Uh, all the kids, there was uh, Olga, uh, Anastasia, Alexei was the boy that had hemophilia. Wow. And there was a couple of other daughters. Natalia was one of them. know, there was five kids, if I'm not mistaken. Well, just to paint the picture before, well, obviously,
0: you're going into, they were killed.
1: Yeah. What that he, was
0: the massacre of them, right? The Romanoffs.
1: Well, well, what he did was he had them under house arrest in the, I want to say, the Summer Palace. Yeah. It's the which was kind of down south in Russia. The smaller
0: one. Yeah. The smaller palace, I think. Yeah.
1: And uh, the name of the town escapes me right now. Which is
0: sketchy because that big one, th- there was like the big estate that they had, which is like, if you look at pictures, it's like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. But then they were moved to a smaller one for security reasons. Well,
1: they were moved to several locations, but their final landing spot was <laughs> at the Summer Palace. Yeah, and but that's where
0: they were killed. As yes. Well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But before, just to touch on the hemophilia thing real quick before you go on, it's like the Romanovs, which is the czars who we've been talking about. Like, there was a lot of this hemophilia disease, which is like a mutation and genetics, which basically causes you to not coagulate your blood if you are injured. So, like, if you have a bruise, you get a cut. Uh, diabetics sometimes have this; uh, they you'll bleed out, or people on Coumadin, right? You'll you'll bleed out, um, and this is this is usually in well, especially with like these uh, royal people, it's a direct relation to interbreeding or incest, and you see this a lot in like the the English. The British royal family and others, and and honestly, it was kind of one of their weaknesses. Like the Romanovs, they didn't want people to know about this because it was a weakness, and they oftentimes were like very secluded. They secluded, isolated themselves. Um, were very precarious in their public appearances, like very specific, and you know, were always kind of um, guarding against this disease.
1: Right, because one important thing to remember is that Alexei was the only son, so he was heir to the throne, right? So this is why it was important for them to keep this hidden from the public. Right. Right. Like any type of ailment or whatever. Hey, just like when John Kennedy was president, like like he was like unhealthy big time, like had a crippling disease. Uh, didn't stop him from banging Marilyn Monroe, but but hey, my my hat's off to him for that. Uh, but it, but anyway, so get back to that. Uh, <laughs> shouldn't you know,
0: have asked about the aliens, Monroe. Yeah, you shouldn't have asked.
1: Yeah, yeah, Here, take this little pill. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so so the thing that I find interesting, right, is that there. How we all say that everything is connected, and all these families are connected, right? Okay. So Tsar Nicholas II, which is the Tsar that Lenin had murdered. And allegedly with all his family and uh Tsar Nicholas's brother, older brother, who was actually supposed to be the Tsar, but declined it. So he was the Tsar for like just like a week, maybe, if that. Mm. And then he relinquished it to his younger brother Nicholas. Uh not sure why I need to look into that. We're gonna dig into the whole uh Romanov uh Russian whole Tsar system a little further further down the road. But anyways, uh the queen of the current Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth II. Mm. Her husband, Prince Philip, which was the queen consort or whatever. The, the guy who died. The guy that died. Who also said if he died, he wanted to be
0: reincarnated as a, as a virus. virus. <laughs> to
1: wipe out <laughs> to humanity. Wipe out the population. Now, if that right. isn't fucking globalist, I nice don't know Nice guy, is. this yeah. guy. Okay. He was actually the great... Or the grand nephew of the Tsarina Alexandra, Uh so now he wasn't related to the actual Romanovs, but he was related to the what is the essentially the queen of
0: Russia, right? Who basically was in control when Nicholas the Tsar the second was off. You know, doing, during the war, w- during World War One, doing whatever he was doing. Yeah. You know, she was in control. She was kind of ruling over Russia at that time, and that's where Rasputin
1: oh, comes in. Rasputin, because Rasputin had a lot of control over the tsarina, and the people, like the higher ups, did not like that.
0: So this is how I think of Rasputin. You you know the Lord of the Rings books? Oh yeah. Um, and then you know. I think it's in the two towers Or even the movies You see that guy I think his name's Wormtongue Do you remember this guy?
1: Mm, not familiar
0: Well, so for people that you do The um, Aragon and, and Gimli and Legolas They go to the, the town of Rohan Or Rohan And they meet the king And Gandalf is there as well um, <laughs> And they meet this king Or they go see the king And he's all like decrepit And uh and there's this slithering guy, slimy guy, who whenever they talk to the king, this slimy guy named Wormtongue, he's always whispering into the king's ear. Like, oh, stop, 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 stop. Oh, stop. and then basically is like influencing or directing the king's responses. There was to a
1: term for that in the old days, and it was spinning he wind. has his ear. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. they call him Wormtongue. That that's the name of the character in the Lord of the Rings books. And like this is kind of like what is speculated of this Rasputin? I forget his first name. It's like Gregory. Yeah, it was Gregory. So Gregory Rasputin. So they they believe that this guy is um, basically doing the same thing with uh, the Queen of Russia right now, in the absence of the Czar. And um, you know, he was also kind of seen as like there wasn't. The people didn't really know a lot about him. They were like trying to figure out how he came into play. And how he was Well he was a monk of some sort. He was like right. a, well, he was he was a s- Russian Orthodox monk. Well he what I found out was that he was like their the um the Tsar's like spiritual guide. Which is weird to me. Hey,
1: I'll tell you what, I think
0: that dude had some powers. Well what if he wasn't instilled by like installed by like the Kazarian mafia or something? Do you know what I mean? Because that's like a lot of the, their their Russia's um, involvement in the war was speculated that it was this Rasputin guy who was like kind of turning the 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 ears of the queen to get her to act in certain ways to propel their involvement in the war. Right.
1: Yeah. No, it's an interesting theory, and I and I definitely and I actually watched a movie about him that was really cool. They they tried to murder him on multiple occasions. They even poisoned him, didn't kill him. They shot him a shitload of times. That didn't kill him. And I think they actually ended up drowning him at some point. It was the only way. They shot him a bunch of times and then drowned him. And it's like, what kind of a name is Rasputin? I don't know. Just sounds terrible to me. Yeah. And hey, there used to be a head shop in Concord that was called Isis and Rasputin. Isis and Rasputin. Yeah, it was right on Main Street. That was way before your time. Who the hell came up with that name? I don't know, but it was a pretty busy <laughs> store. Uh, well, for, yeah, that's for what you? He used to No, no, no. Well, uh-huh. I used to go in here once in a while. Uh, it was sure kind cool. of cool. used to do a lot of things right. They sold a lot of a hippie lot stuff of in things. there. Uh, but anyways, but it just all goes leads back. Ron used to have dreadlocks. So, the German Kaiser bankrolls Vladimir Lenin to go to Russia to overthrow the Tsar. A little twist, a little turn, a little zig, a little zag, finally that happens. And now Russia becomes a communist country. And then they start taking over all these other countries right after Hitler was defeated in World War Two, And this is where the United Soviet Socialist Republic, USSR. What year? 40s?
0: Okay.
1: I think. So past... Lenin's death. And- well, okay, okay, so maybe before that, but what happened was when when Russia got went west chasing the Nazis off, all that territory that they drove the Nazis out of including, you know, uh Poland, uh parts of Ukraine because Ukraine was part of the USSR at one time. And which is another whole theory that Putin just wants to reunify the USSR. And then uh you know like uh Oh, Lithuania, Latvia—you know—all these all these countries became part of the USSR right after World War II because this is where they drove the Nazis out of, and then they actually went all the way to Berlin, and this is why you had an East Berlin and a West Berlin, where West Berlin uh, West Berlin was controlled by the Allies, uh, East Berlin was controlled by the uh, by the Russians. But why did the Germans, who were possibly Cazarians decide to bankroll Lenin, and why did they pick Lennon to do it was this all a Kazarian play or was this all just a purely I'm gonna give you a bunch of money go there start some shit I want I want this war on the eastern front to end he's probably sacrificed yeah a front man yeah yeah a patsy yeah, but anyways, uh,
0: let us know. What this you're... is what we need you to do. Yeah, you did it. Now we're gonna put Stalin in.
1: Yeah, so so which was brutal. You want to talk about something? That, you know, I don't understand well,
0: gulag. This is the gulages and stuff, right? With, the gulag system. Well, yeah. We talked about Nazino Island, right?
1: Yeah, Remember? C- yeah. We need to still do a show on a cannibal well, island. We
0: did. We did some, a well, little part, very of it. little, yeah, a long, little. long time ago. But this is like all Stalin and how fucked up his whole reign was and the passport system that we talked about that he had
1: yeah. installed. Yeah, so so I've got a book. Uh, actually, that was a gift. It's called Bloodlines. Ooh. And it's a comparison book between Stalin and Hitler. And everybody loves to beat up on Hitler. And I mean, rightfully so. However, yeah. however, Stalin blew him out of the water when it comes to killing his own people. Now, like, Hitler really didn't kill his own people. I mean, he killed a few. But by Hitler's job his his whole motivation was to eradicate the jews from yeah. europe and right. this is why he conquers so much property was to get rid of all those and also for the resources why does anybody conquer anything uh, but we're not hearing that from uh from russia although we do know that they do call ukraine the bread basket of the world right so uh which leads us to something we're going to talk about in a further show any eggs in that basket eggs wheat or sunflowers just, just bread ukrainian prostitutes Uh, but anyways, so anyways, let us know what you think on this stuff. If anybody out there has got any ideas on this, or if you know something about it, or if you can lead me in a different direction or maybe a better direction or further down the rabbit hole, don't forget, email us at the wicked planet podcast at gmail.com. Hey, uh, also hit me up on Instagram, Ron from new England and the wicked planet podcast page. Leave me a DM, leave me a couple likes. Give me a follow. I'm almost at 1,000 followers on my Ron from New England page. Funny thing is, my personal middle-aged adventurer page, I got like 1,200 followers. Like, and all I show is uh, the same shit I show on my other stuff, plus all my four-wheeling pictures and other cool pictures of things that I do. Uh, But anyways, uh, trying to get the followers up. Uh, Listen, if you're listening to the show and this is your first time listening to the show, please remember, hit the follow button on whatever podcast app you're listening to. Uh, it really helps with the algorithms and uh, makes people. It makes it easier for people to find us. Uh, and actually, you can follow me on Twitter too at at underscore Ron Lane. Uh, I think I, I'm not Ron from New England. On it, I think I might start a Ron from New England That's page new. too. Yeah, well, I've had it for a while, uh, but I've been starting to be a little bit more active with the show on Twitter. Fuck Twitter. Well, in my opinion, I'm just saying I follow a <laughs> lot of podcast pages.
0: We yeah, interact
1: no. a lot, and, and if we can gain a few listeners there, very cool. Yeah, no, uh, for sure. <laughs> uh, so anyways, yeah, so anyways, yeah, thank thank you, everybody, for the support. Uh, another shout-out to our buddy, Ricky Wode. you know who you are. Ricky Wode. you sexy animal. Sent the Wicked Planet a donation for nice. the tip jar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks a lot, Ricky. I know you're a long-time listener. You've always been a big supporter of the show. We appreciate it. I always appreciate your DMs. I know we do a little bit of interacting on occasion. You're an animal. But, uh, but yeah, thank animal. you so much for your donation. Uh, and what Ricky did we was really he, he put it. in the notes on the Venmo, uh, for the tip jar, and I think that's what we're gonna call it. We're gonna call it the tip jar. Why don't you uh, just help us out with the tip jar? Uh, we're up to 40 dollars of donations in the Holy last two weeks. Holy shit! Hey, every dollar counts. I don't care if you send us 50 cents, <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, this is what I have to say like,
0: all the tips and donations just means the more we get, the, the less. We don't
1: have to do advertisements. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And this is the thing that Ricky said to Ricky doesn't like ads. I mean, uh, does anybody? I absolutely fucking despise ads. Yeah. So yeah.
0: if we can, you know, get those donations and tips in order to not go in that direction, that would be awesome yeah, in my it, opinion. But you know, anything that whatever.
1: anybody is willing to do, we certainly appreciate it and we will take it very gracefully and we will be sure to thank everybody that helps us out. Hey, I just want to give a shout out to the listeners. Like the listeners, like just just you know, our numbers are gone way up and we're really happy about that. We just know that more people are listening, so we appreciate that. Share it with yeah. your friends. Uh, try to get this information out there. You know, I you know, I like to think that the show's, you know, a, a good entertainment type of deal. So I hope everybody's being Are you not entertained? That is our goal.
0: Gladiator. Yeah. So And uh, talking about tips and donations, I kinda have to bring this up. Oh go ahead. Um, I got a text message from my mother. I know Ron gets a lot oh, yeah. of text messages from my mother. <laughs> well, no. Not- she's always sliding into Ron's DMs. I don't know why you're doing that, Mom. But she sends me a text message, and she's like, oh, check your Venmo. I'm like, okay. So I go on my Venmo. You know Venmo is like everyone can see. There's like the the feed. No, you can do it you can do it private though. Well I know, but I don't have mine private, so it's like all your friends show up on this feed like Facebook or social media or Instagram whatever. So I go and check and it's like Uh your mom has paid you sixty two cents and the message was for OnlyFans. <laughs> Did your mom subscribe to your OnlyFans? Yeah. Yes, she's keeping me afloat after you dropped out most of your subscriptions.
1: No, I just said I I didn't drop out. I'm still there for seven bucks a month. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All uh, right, so I guess
0: I'll go to my closing words. Real quick, uh, just big. before I just want to okay. give
1: I just want to give a thank you to everybody that's DM'd us and emailed us in the last week. Oh, keep them coming, because yeah, keep them coming, keep them coming. Yeah, uh, just paraphrase one from a dude named Alex. Hey, Ron and Buckley, I love the show. I've been watching Tinfoil Hat since he, since its inception. Didn't think I'd find another conspiracy podcast that I would like as regi- uh, religiously. Nice. What's his name? Uh, Alex it says, "Yours has done it." Yours has done it, though. I, w- I watch every episode and love the Cabal content. Alex, you are probably the hottest
0: man that I have ever heard write an email to us.
1: And Alex, you also said that you would like to donate us, donate to the show, but you can't get your Venmo to work. Delete that account and open a new one. Or just send us good energy. We'll take that as yeah, well. Yeah, send us good vibes. I'm good with that. But thank Positive you f- energy is always good. Thank you for the email. Thank you. Uh, we actually got... Uh, also, the guy looking for the Templar uh, stuff oh, yeah. sent this back thanking thanking us for mentioning him. I'm still working on that list for you. And I actually uh, have a show I'm going to try to send to you. It's on Gaia TV, but it's like a three hour show of a presentation that a guy that this dude does on the Templars absolutely amazing i'm trying to figure out a way to get it to you Uh, if you do not subscribe to gaia Uh, i'm going to see if i can find it on youtube for you just a little shout out to you too uh and and thank you for everybody that sent me the dms with encouraging words this week really appreciate it oh i had a little housekeeping from last week remember we were talking about the idiots pouring out the vodka send it to us vodka is not my go-to but it's my second go-to i like vodka yeah i like vodka too but i like tequila better uh i said that i thought that stoli was made in uh lithuania i was incorrect close but i was still wrong uh stoli was actually made in latvia so stop pouring out your stoli did you see where stoli now is applying to change their name to just stoli no. Yeah, they're changing their name to just Stoly, And you know, the Russian government still laying, lays claim to Stoli Vodka, and the people that own Stoli Vodka are telling the Russians basically to go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so, interesting wow. little thing that's going on there. Interesting. Yeah. We'll move into my Anyways, co- just, wanted, just wanted to correct, uh, I made a mistake last week, and I am one of them guys, I'm not afraid to say I was wrong. Yeah, and that's a big important part of yeah. us, like...
0: For me, like if we're wrong, we're wrong, you know. And then I'm not like afraid to admit it. I guess.
1: I've like, always
0: I've always been really good at admitting. it. I mean, you got to be humble. Oh, Ron needs another beer. Hold yeah. on.
1: You got any Winters in there? Yeah. I'll trade you. <laughs> nah, it's whatever.
0: You you don't got to trade me. You can keep
1: your. Beer. This is our end of the show beer. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like a winter.
0: So uh, what we I don't have, have say? any cold
1: snaps tonight. It's like, we're just, you know, Ron and I are
0: just some dudes up in a garage fucking trying to research shit and trying to entertain you, entertain what doing whatever. But like, so, I mean, if we're wrong, we're wrong. Let us know. And if we know we're wrong, we'll, we'll, we're not afraid to just be like, oh, yeah, okay.
1: Hey, this is not a college thesis. This is not a college lecture. Right. It's not planned this, out either. This is in school. And, and we just have a very, very broad outline of what we're going to talk
0: about. Yeah. And we and, just go. And we just go for it. And yeah. we say things that we think we know or we think we heard. And a lot of it, I don't even know if we we always agree with or we think is true. But we present it to you because it's something that's being said and it's an idea. And, and thought- maybe the thought provoking and thought provoking and stimulating 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 shit and uh you know and that's kind of what we're here to do but i will say uh our one year episode is coming up uh the date is for the- that episode is march 30th 30th yes so keep the emails coming in keep the questions and all that we want to talk about it um we're going to bring stuff up it's going to be i think that episode is going to be more geared towards uh listeners questions and responses just kind of you know to get you guys more involved um and guess what i'm here to stay baby so if you don't like what i say deal with it get over it cry yourself to sleep take an extra tissue to bed i don't know Watch a sitcom that makes you laugh to get over it, but that's what you have to do. Grab that old crusty
1: sock <laughs> that's underneath your bed and jerk it to your tears. <laughs> hey, listen, when Buckley and I even talked about starting this show, we wanted it to be a little, a little comedic. Yeah. So we try to be a little funny, but sometimes I get uh, certain moods. I like to be serious. Uh, but we still like to joke and uh, we're gonna joke and we're gonna keep joking. so yeah uh, we're, we're here to entertain you. I mean, this is not CNN, this is not Fox News, this is not right. fucking any of that and like
0: right? and this, and this is what I'm saying too like if you're not like willing to whatever's being talked about or put out there or whatever the discussion of topic is, if you're not willing to entertain the opposite idea of that, then like what are you really doing? You're just fitting into the mold of that narrative. We're trying to... Going along
1: with it! We're just trying to
0: break your indoctrination. For all things, too. Whatever it may be. Like, anything you hear from us or somebody else, whether it's conspiratorial, fringe, mainstream, scientific, question it. I say this all the time. Like, think about the opposite perspective. That is the only way you're really gonna be informed and have an educated any sort of perspective, really, that, uh, you know, delves into the platitudes of the conscious mind in the thinking and the critical thinking component, my favorite word, of life. And that also said, if anything I say or Ron says actually offends you or makes you upset, get over it. Words are not that important, really, in the mainstream things. And if it really does upset you that much, find something else better to do. Or to think about. Or to put your energy into. Because Ron and I, we're pretty... De- okay, people. Uh, you yeah, know, Ron's probably better than I am. But, like, don't put your energy into something that's, like... We're not even part of your daily life, really. Do you know what I mean? And get that mad ab- or upset about it. Actually, uh, nobody said they were offended. I'm offended. <laughs> With like, everything.
1: Words offend me. I'm upset, Ron. Hey, yeah People say things to me that maybe they think it's going to offend me, but it doesn't. Uh, and, and just like <laughs> your mom, oh, you've lost. Just to paraphrase, oh, you've lost me on the last couple of episodes. You know, the Bible's not not all facts, right? Well, and, and I'm like Deb, whatever. Uh, like, like I want. I haven't answered her yet, but I'm going to answer you right now. Just try to be. This honest. is kind of Buckley and I's whole idea on that series, so I think you're going to like where it's going. So, so Buckley's mom's like, well, well, hopefully, well, she's a couple of episodes behind, she said. So she hasn't listened to the Kazarian Empire one. She didn't listen to the Ukrainian <laughs> one, and she hasn't listened to this one. So, Deb, now you're three episodes behind. She says... Mom, catch up. She says, I'll let you... Uh, hopefully, it'll get interesting again. All right. Buckley's mom can be tough, but we all love her. So, uh, anyways, <laughs> with that... Uh, thank you all for the support. You know where to reach us. If you got any questions, uh, anything, just send us whatever. You nah. see, a, you see a cool video, you think I should see? I get a lot of those, and and uh, and keep them coming, people. I really like them. So until next week, Ron from New England, signing off. Buckley out. <laughs>